the events, characters, and entities depicted on this podcast are fictitious. Any similarity to actual persons, living or dead, or to actual entities is purely coincidental. If you're seeking to be offended, this is a good choice. And if you're easily offended, please throw away this listening apparatus right now. Okay, bye. All right. <laughs> Welcome. I don't know, man. It's still weird for me. Welcome to the Hangout. No. 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 Welcome to the. Welcome to the Hangout. Yeah. The Hangout. Yeah. The Hangout. Alright, welcome to the Hangout. My name's Rishti and I am faking excitement because we're in a room and this is pre-recorded. Um, first, first things first, I have a guest this evening, morning, night. You don't know when I'm recording this. And he's a non-comedian, so pressure on him. His name is Faisal Hashmi. Did I say that right? Just nod your That's head? That's correct. Yeah, okay. Finally, finally someone said it right. <laughs> Faisal Hashmi is a UAE-based independent freelance filmmaker with a number of award-winning short films and branded content under his belt. It sounded like I read that off your website. The, I did. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I did. Yeah. I sh- I you sh- wanna, do you want to add to that naturally so that, you know, I don't sound like a robot, please? Yeah. So, so yeah, my name is Faisal Hashmi. Um, I am a freelance independent filmmaker, um, self-taught pretty much. I've been making films here for over the last nine, ten years, just short films of, uh, you know, different, just like small micro-budget stuff. Uh, and also like working with brands to kind of do, you know, corporate and commercial kind of content, uh, just kind of juggling that as a freelancer. Um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it. Some of the short films, I mean, all of them are on YouTube and I just kind of have varying degrees of like different genres, horror, thriller. And science fiction but history. horror is close to your heart horror right? is definitely close to my heart I love, I love horror as a genre so, so yeah it's just been, just been doing that because there's not that many filmmakers here so I just love making short films so it's just, it's just fun so I've been doing that and trying to you know make better movies and hopefully a feature film and stuff which is what I'm planning to do cool relax <laughs> <laughs> I generally speak slightly faster than, than you think <laughs> okay it says at the age of 21. So how long have you been doing? And do you mind me asking your age? Now? I'm I'm 28 now. Oh, so you're uh, younger than me. Oh my god, I feel uh, old. I've been make the first short film that I made was in when I was 19, so 2009. Yeah. Okay. But I so I made like really scrappy stuff. But yeah. 2000, uh, 21 is when I made the first kind of. Okay. Short film that I could show people. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Did you ever make those movies with like VHS? Uh, yeah. Like t- my first, handheld. Exactly. Handheld. The first two movies I made were just like VHS uh, stuff that I shot with like, it wasn't even like widescreen. It was like a four by three, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, like a handicam video that I made where I looked in, in the edit. I was like, what the, what is that? <laughs> what was but it But I can practice, I guess, on it a little bit. <laughs> what so. was it about? Yeah. It was, it was actually, the plots were pretty ambitious for what <laughs> equipment I had. So it was like a time travel thriller and stuff like that. And then I'm like, I wish I had better equipment should hey, shoot time traveling are you obsessed with time travel? I, I saw skipped the, yes uh, i love short time film travel. i have like okay. i have at least like five to ten different ideas that are all versions of time travel i love okay. the idea idea so, of time traveling i even have like a horror one with that stuff. So, so anyone listening they can go on youtube and type skipped is that yes enough? yeah skipped. i mean um, yeah if you type skipped short film it's, it'll 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 show up it's like a four minute short film so yeah, that's, that's s-k-i-double-p-e-d yes exactly skip so no play um, on words yeah exactly straight so up kid. So so yeah, that's I mean I mean I I'm a big 
proponent of putting your stuff online. So if, if you go to my channel, HashmiCosFilms.com, I mean, uh, just type HashmiCosFilms on YouTube, you'll find pretty much everything that I've done. And even like whatever I'm upcoming, I just, after every couple of months, I'll just put something online. Like Yeah, in this day and age, I think it's quite important. <laughs> it really is, man. I mean, I, I mean, I know people who make short films and they put it up, on, I mean, they put it to festivals and stuff, which is good. I mean, I do the same thing, but then they never come out. Like they'll put it at festivals for like, or maybe they'll put it for like two years and three years and then they put it out. I mean, like at the end when you make, at least when it comes to short films, you want people to see see it and what better way to like internet is pretty much the best way for people to see yeah. it some of the shots that i've done have like 200,000 views and stuff on it like no festival in the world will ever give me combined that, that amount of views yeah so. that's and festivals man uh in malaysia i used to watch a lot of um film festival movies from all sorts of not countries yeah all sorts of languages and in malaysia to watch a movie you'd be excited it costs about seven ringgits which is seven dirhams really so oh, wow, we okay. used to and watch back to back yeah man <laughs> over here it's kind of an investment almost it is yeah you have to and kind of pick and choose that's the thing and over there i've watched the most maybe in i was there for three years i probably watched about 100 150 cantonese mandarin thai japanese i didn't even care i was like seven bucks man yeah it's, it's exactly fine. it's like i mean and i think it even changes your like if it's even a decent movie like you know what i spent seven bucks that's fine you know yeah. but when you spend like 35 40 bucks on a movie you're like ah, okay i wish it was like worth the the, the bigger amount that i spent on it have you ever as a filmmaker have you ever walked out of a movie uh you know what i try not to but i <laughs> that's what i was looking for i try not to i think it's happened like twice where i was like but it was only because i had skipped something to go to uh, this movie and okay. 15 minutes in i'm like is this worth skipping that one thing? I think I can still make it there. Oh, <laughs> so wow. I'm just like, okay. peace so, out of the cinema. Just, brutal. Just, just, yeah, exactly. Brutal. That's so nice. A movie has to be like really bad for me to, to for me and to like And what did out. you walk out of? Any chance you remember? Uh, it was it was actually, both times, it was just some really s- like stupid independent film. Like something that was so like amateurishly out made. Okay. It's uh, usually set up like some film festival and stuff like that. Like mm. there's some, some of the smaller film festivals that happen and I skip something to go to them. And uh, But yeah, usually if it's a big movie and, I've, and I go for it, I'm actually... I want to watch bad movies only because I think you can learn so much from bad movies more than sometimes good movies. Like I'm watching a, a big budget, like this act, decent actors in it, this de- decent like effects. And I'm like, why is this not, why is it not working? You yeah. know, so you can learn so much from the fact that, you know, this, they have all the resources in the world. It's somehow yeah. it's still like boring you. Yeah. So you can just learn of like what not to, not to do. <laughs> so I agree. A lot of the yeah. uh, low budget horror movies are like that. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I watch, I watch so many bad horror movies only. I mean, I don't seek them out. Like I usually just, I'm very good with like, looking at IMDb and if it's not worth it I, I won't waste my time because there's so many good movies I haven't seen like why waste your time watching bad horror movies but sometimes if it's a new movie it comes out you go to the cinema and you're like wow this is this is pretty bad like uh, and, yeah. and then and then but then you know you learn why like every time I'm watching something I just I just I just like why is this not scary they have they have good makeup effects they have everything but it's not you know it's, it's just not scary so I'm always like in my head noting down like okay this is what not to do and this is what because you know when a movie is really good it's sometimes it's hard to pinpoint why it, it works so well because if all the elements are like editing is great and everything is great so it's not super obvious but if it's bad you can see you can see why it's like something just stands out like a sword what's, sword what's the worst worst horror movie you've ever seen and when I say worst you know what I mean yeah yeah I mean uh, I've seen some really bad ones but one of the one of the kind of re- somewhat recent ones that I saw there's a movie called Uiji it's based on that Uiji board the yep. first one the second one is actually pretty decent they got a new director the first one is really bad it was just a collection of bad jump scares like all the way through and I was just watching I was like what the hell actually two months ago I watched Slender Man there's a new movie called Slender Man which is a very popular character in in, uh, like 
online it's a very viral yeah. North America right they're yeah you would think that. they would make a great movie out of it but it's one of the most boring horror movies I've ever seen like I don't know how you mess up a movie that's such a creepy character honestly I don't know what Slender can you concisely tell so me what Slender Man is so about so it started off on Reddit I believe like there was some there was a guy who wrote a, a horror story online about this man like this really tall guy in a suit who people have been citing around the world and he abducts children and like it's just a very creepy character that they created and then that was made into um, a video game called slender which is just a, a very independent video game where you have supposed to like escape a forest but every time you look around you you will see slenderman standing and you're supposed to you can't really do anything yeah. but you cannot you should not look back at him if you look at him you're, you're going to die so that game became very viral this guy in youtube called pewdiepie and if you know yeah, who he is he's the biggest youtuber he pretty much became a thing because of him playing that video game and making reaction videos so okay. he became what he is now because of that and so that character has like a big life on on the internet like people have made short films uh, about yeah. it so finally when they announced that they're going to do a big feature film about slenderman everybody's like oh cool finally sony it's a sony pictures like a big studio and you watch the movie and you're like it's just it's just creepy imagery sort yeah. of but like it's almost like stock footage like just <laughs> stock footage imagery but <laughs> but the ca- and it's so weird because the character even though it's a person in a suit it's cgi the person person i don't know why yeah. they had to they could just find like a semi tall yeah. guy with in, in, a, in a suit <laughs> it's cgi at the moment and it's not even like good cgi so when you look at that character standing in the woods you're like He just when you see something weird. CGI, right? Like generally, when especially when it's supposed to be a human, it's just like not scary. Anymore. I'm like, oh, that's not real. Like, I <laughs> I know it's not scary at all. Especially if the graphics, they haven't invested enough in the yeah. graphics. That's and the it's like and it's PG-13, so like all that guy really does is just stand in a corner for the most part. Like he can't really yeah. physically do much because it's not. <laughs> so I'm like, it's so boring. There's just yeah. teens talking about Slenderman. Like you know, Slenderman is like so creepy. I'm like, yeah, but like do something creepy <laughs> in the movie. He doesn't <laughs> do something creepy. creepy. Yeah, I know. They I just introduce yeah. a lot of CGI, and that's just yeah. Did you watch Poltergeist? Yes, yeah. So you know the the tree comes through the yes. window. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks so fake. <laughs> I know, yeah. Okay, like I would be like, yeah, that's yeah. done on a computer. Exactly. There's also this movie, I mean, The Thing, which is a very popular uh, 80s film. They did actual practical effects to create like, you know, creatures and stuff like that. And if you watch the new one, they just did cgi on it and it just looks so fake it's even though it's cheaper. a new movie exactly it's cheaper it's easier it's to do because yeah. you can just do it in post you don't have to worry about getting it right on yeah. on on set so apparently on that movie they actually did it right on set and in the edit the studio decided to do cgi all on top of it because they were like yeah we want to make make changes and stuff so obviously they can't go back and change the original thing so it's sad because it it looks worse than the 80s film which is like and this is a 2011 movie yeah i saw i like i watched it it was yeah, terrible exactly so i'm terrible. like you, you know and that 80s movie because it was practical it'll never age you know when you're practical effects it's never gonna never gonna yeah, age so right. so i'm like so i'm like okay especially when you watch something like exorcist or evil dead yeah. on vhs exactly they'll never could, you but, have the yeah. static lines going yeah, on the exactly. television it's just so much more creepy because special effects no matter what it is it's going to age you know and it'll look terrible at some point like 10 years 20 years down the line somebody will watch that like oh, that's the worst yeah. worst movie i don't know if you count it as horror yeah um My Bloody Valentine have you seen that My Bloody Valentine is that the 3D the 3D uh, well uh, they made it into 3D but I saw the 2D one me and my friend laughed so much you know those scenes in the movie where two friends are holding each other and laughing that's what we were doing because it was so bad and it was in Malaysia and in Malaysia they had this thing I don't know if it's still going on but the first release is a poorly censored and So it's like the woman's like holy swear 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 then it censors oh. then when they stop censoring you see an axe in a guy's head and his blood this blood coming out and then they censor again and when they uncensor it's someone waking up in a bed 
Oh, like, so you watched like a really badly butchered version here? Yeah, I don't movie. even know what you call that. Yeah, because <laughs> like, I, I know that movie was like like pretty R rated, so that's why I watched I watched it at home, and it's pretty it's a pretty brutal movie. So if, yes. if, it's being, if they're even censoring swear words, then yeah, you yeah, are screwed. Yeah, that movie is probably going to be like forty five minutes long, and it's, it's like fifteen minutes of women just running away from the killer. Brutal, like it it has to be so bloody. Yeah, for it to be so scary, no. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's true. Completely. They don't know how to write good horror movies. Um, yeah. You know, like M. Night Shyamalan's yeah. The Signs. Yes. Dark, it was like a mixed bag. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. a mixed bag. It was not horror. Yeah. But there was... It's pretty creepy still. Yeah. It is creepy. Yeah. And when you were talking about Slender Man... Yeah. The, like, I know the Slender Man thing, but the only Slender Man image I have in my head is that one alien walking from left to yes, right or right that was to so left. creepy i still remember that vividly that's the most and creepiest I've seen that slender man i've out, ever yeah. seen you yeah, know exactly like no i think it's i think i mean i think m night shamlan gets a lot of like a lot of hate because he kind of, of did a lot of bad movies stuff later on but i still think he's one of the best kind of filmmakers why has that happened any idea I, I, why so from what i understand is like i mean he made a bunch of really big movies like up until signs and then and then he would be in a bunch of bad yeah i think it's just because <laughs> he was really propped up as like the next Spielberg and stuff like that okay. and he started kind of getting in uh, sort of an ego where like okay I can just do anything I want and then and nobody was like really there to tell him like oh this is calm this down is. yeah, yeah like, so this is bad and that's like pretty well recorded because he went to studios and they were like no we don't want to like can we make some of this change and he's like no I'm gonna just because do you asked I me to do, do this I will now move to another studio so he made a bunch of bad movies that flopped like or, back, or, to or, back. Yeah, back to back and now he's back to like now he's making he made uh, this movie called The Visit then he made Split the, which yeah. came last year I really like Split so like Split now he's cool. back to making low budget stuff and now he's funding them himself like so so now he's like okay when you have less money you have like some have people to make it count. you have to make it count so now he has now he's back to kind of thinking about like and yeah. looking for feedback he works with other studios and stuff like that who are like collaborating with him so I think you know if you if you are have like full creative control you might just go a little, little yeah. insane so I Less, think life lesson ladies and gentlemen yes. no, yeah, no. <laughs> don't let your yeah. ego screw yeah. you yeah. over yeah. yeah slightly a change do you always use IMDB as a reference when you're watching movies uh, yes for sure I mean it's pretty much the biggest uh, database uh, in terms of kind of getting to know what the movie is about first of all and like mm-hmm. what generally people think about it there is a new website that I've been using uh, over the last like pretty much this year it's called Letterboxd uh, it is kind of like it is kind of like IMDB but it's more uh, it's much more like film fan friendly like so you, you'll have like a lot of these critics and stuff like that reviewing it's still user review based but what you can also do is you can create uh, your own diary so like when you watch a movie you can go and log it over there like okay I watched a movie on this date this is what, what I rated so it almost becomes your own personal kind of archive you can go back to and you're like oh mm. this day I watched this movie this day I watched this movie and this is what you rated so that's what uh, I prefer now a little bit over IMDb but IMDb has the biggest database so yeah mm. I'm always for me it's like if a movie is rated like if it's a horror movie and it's rated like 5.5 or above I'll give it a shot but if it's any less than that then I'll be like uh, I don't know man some of the movies rated 3 out of 10 they're awesome I know yeah exactly it's just so like, to watch like Sharknado of course yeah some people <laughs> I love wait wait we gotta we <laughs> gotta address this yeah. what is it with Sharknado man it's sh- there is tornadoes. a tornado 
with sharks attacking now, people. What's there not to get? Like it's this shark <laughs> okay, and this okay. tornado. The first three were great. Sure. The next were just... I no, no, last, wait. But let's go year. about it. I want to know. So literally. So essentially, here's what happened. Not, they, not okay. You know what? Yeah. So what is it about? Is in the title, but go pre- on. Pretty yeah. much. There's there's a big to- tornado coming into this into this. I think the first movie takes place at like Miami or something like that. Yeah. One of those. Of course, in the U.S. Because everything horrible happens. But there. because it's coming through the sea, I believe. <laughs> it picks up all the sharks within uh, within the water so it's almost like jaws meets a disaster movie so it's like now that it's a tornado full of sharks so when it's coming through the city you're not only dealing with a tornado but there's also sharks who are like yeah so you. just imagine That's twister movie. exactly twister you, meets you know jaws. twister the movie twister <laughs> I, yeah. so jaws's buddies are in, uh, okay, in my the twister problem with that is it's too stupid it to so invest stupid. time it's, it's so, so stupid, stupid. It's, 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 so it's actually stupid. very funny because the first movie is actually kind of taking itself a little seriously like oh it's like a yeah it's like a problem when they realized how like why people kind of like watching it is because how dumb it is yeah they l- from the second movie onwards they completely lean into that into okay. it has side of it, it has a cult following yeah. i'm sure because it's love so that. stupid as, a, as, a, as a, first of all the title itself like sharknado you'll be like what that's yeah. such an awesome title exactly by the it's way. such a it's a sharknado so now they're like you know what it's somewhat cheap to make i mean the effects are bad but then they don't it, they can be bad because people yeah. are expecting a bad movie so yeah. they're almost intentionally bad you know it's a perfect kind of movie if you're sitting with like four friends at home just sit and watch that and you'll have a, like you, how you were saying you watched you were like laughing and stuff yeah. this is the perfect movie to laugh with like I've only watched the first two in a row and I watched them with like four friends we were like 2am I was like just cool let's just watch a, let's just watch a movie it's, it's so, so stupid so it's stupid. just like yeah but it's so genius I yeah. mean to get it's become a big twitter thing as well because people like live tweeting live, while yeah, you watch the movie tweeting. so they get enough viewership that they've made like six of them so far every yeah, year nice. without fail <laughs> I think that now they're like this is the last one that one that came out this and year. People but are gonna know. start crying and yeah. Burning I actually cars. was disappointed when that chick died because she yeah. was great. <laughs> yeah, you're caring too much about the story. <laughs> yeah, man. You're invested. Like, they no, got man. you. They no, got produced I mean, about. I believe the latest one had time travel or something where he goes. They go back in oh, time to, to the first the one or something. I'm like, now you know the scene <laughs> even past <laughs> Sharknado with j- sharks with jetpacks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay. Uh, okay. Jeez. Uh, yeah. I don't you should, know you should watch it. You should watch it. Some movies oh, are so, so dumb. Like, that's why you're saying, like, some three out of ten. Some movies are so dumb and that's the charm. Like, they're so yeah, bad that yeah. you're like, okay. Some of them. Because you can be, there's, there's a three out of ten which is, like, bad and unwatchable. And yes. then there is bad and very watchable. You know, there's, so I think that's the, Sharknado falls in that category where it's bad but it moves fast enough that it's like okay yeah, yeah look how keeps bad you that interested. Is. it keeps yeah. you interested slender man is a case of unwatchable bad like it's so dull that you're like oh, why am i here like it's just this is just a boring scene so i much mm. rather watch an, a fun bad movie jeez okay <laughs> uh, how do how do um age like you said pg13 how do how do age restrictions work for movies so generally i mean at least in terms of in terms of horror um, oh wait sorry how many age restrictions are there so in the us they have uh, which is kind of the, the main how movies get classified there is g rating which is like general which yeah. is like probably most kid movies there is pg where if it's a kid movie kids movie with like act, some action scenes like pixar or some some of those yeah. some of those kind of stuff then comes pg13 which didn't actually exist until a couple of like couple of decades ago it used to be pg and and pretty much R rated but uh, i believe it was indiana jones the first indiana jones that invented pg13 because it had some actiony kind of gorish moments but it wasn't 
and but it was also like a f- adventure movie so they were yeah. like we can't make it r but it's not pg13 so they invented like a middle rating called pg13 where there is violence in the movie so like a a, G- a james bond movie is pg13 so there's violence but there is no blood well blood in the sense that you can't show like a bullet hitting someone's body yeah. and like blood coming off you yeah. can have blood like on the floor or whatever so it's so it's it's weird restriction so r is when if it's a completely gory like a saw film yeah. or whatever so if you have wounds and 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 gore if you have like multiple swear words yeah. uh, you it's it also it's automatically are uh, you have any like proper nudity it's it's an, it's an yeah. r rating so pg13 and r are the most common um, kind of ratings and you have to appeal sometimes so like you are sometimes you allowed one f word but not two <laughs> so yeah. actually pg13 you can say one f word so you'll see like literally one one exactly so <laughs> usually you can say one f word and that's why you'll see a lot of these big action movies you save that you use it like we <laughs> save, need to yeah, make man. it it's always like an idea of a big speech <laughs> let's go f these guys I'm like okay <laughs> all right cool cool yeah yeah so. one f word that's so yeah, that's man so the writers man. must be like no i i want to use it and the yeah, other guys like no 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 i, I need to get that like, exactly and it's always so usually used on like a close up or something of an actor saying cuz like make it make it count <laughs> that's what uh, you know interesting you bring that up because that's what deadpool did really yeah. well yeah 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 until deadpool we didn't have an r rated super movie super exactly movie, exactly right? yeah. well the thing is because because except when you accept nothing no i think yeah i mean at that scale you don't really yeah. have r rated super i think it's mainly because when you are r suddenly you're Audience superhero movies are for teens right yeah. so your teens are it's, it's it's become reduced and especially the bigger your budget the more it's likely that it's going to be pg13 because you do you want more people to come in yeah um, so so you can't so that's why when you see like a marvel movie it's probably never going to be like a big budget like infinity war yeah. or whatever it's never going to be it's going to be going to be r cuz yeah. they want kids to come in and no that's watch even them. the the whole thing is my, my theory my random yeah. rush these theories <laughs> where the 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 people who have spending power on let's say comics and collectibles and um, you know rare items that have have been are valuable but actually have no value is us like adults let's say 30s and above yeah. maybe even more yeah. maybe even 40 year olds yeah. and they know the essence of the comic and the origin stories and everything right yeah. now kids are getting um iron man with their mcdonald's meals but yeah. we um of this age group collected stuff you know garage sales and comic cons where there were only like 100 people now it's completely commercialized but they address us yeah. which is why marvel movies and dc that's why they pay attention to the elder crowd not only i mean there are com- some movies which are really bad and super childish but you can even see that in the animation movies where there are adult innuendos and yes. the parents yeah. also don't mind going with the kids like watching yeah. movies but you know the reason they want to target the teens is because teens go to movies more often than than adults yeah. do because adults are very choosy with what what they'll go for especially because you're working you have other yeah. things so you'd maybe like go for one movie a week or whatever kids when you're like 14 15 you're like oh after every day after school or yeah. after you know we'll go to movies so yeah that's a big crowd to target still, i mean yeah. i mean even deadpool the reason it was allowed to be r rated is because it was such a small budget movie in comparison to other stuff it cost 60 million dollars infinity war cost 250 million dollars so you can see yeah. it's like f- one fourth of the budget but yeah. they had to take everybody had to take pay cuts even ryan reynolds had to take a huge because they were like if you want to make it at r we'll probably not make a lot of money so if you you make a movie cheap and we'll make it which ended up not being the case because that movie made 750 million or yeah. something so now the next one costs like 100 million to 50 million or whatever because now it's proven that it's r is not hurting it in fact r is the reason why people are watching bettering uh, it uh, yeah. a, a deadpool movie but in the beginning you have to everybody has to take a big pay cut to to make a risky um, you know r rated movie yeah and it's sort of set out that was a precedent set out before and now that they've shattered yeah, it then it logan shows. came out which is again r rated like yeah. apparently logan was 
the reason they went ahead same studio as as Deadpool the reason is they when they saw Deadpool becoming becoming a big hit they were like okay i think now we can make Logan r uh, r rated because you know because but but yeah. having Logan r rated was the most legit i think because it yeah really emphasized on what Wolverine exactly. is Exactly. Well, I th- I he's think it was basic, also Hugh Jackman really pushing X. for it because he's like this is my last movie I might as well like might as well Give make it, it like yeah. the, the act because how do you have a character that has claws <laughs> for his hands and not have it R-rated because like in the previous movies it's so weird if you now if after watching Logan when you go back and watch like when he's attacking people like they just fall down I'm like what happened like this technically this yeah, should be like a slash a and slash. it's the most what, what is that I, I forgot the material that he's adamantium and stuff like adamantium. that yeah, yeah. yeah. Adamantium. and that should be like the guy should be two pieces yeah like slashing slashing that into someone's like that yeah like, and, I mean, I, adamantium I, Logan is my favorite Marvel mo- I I don't like Marvel movies right Logan is oh he's a DC fan so Logan is my my favorite I was going to say DC lover so you like the DC recent DC stuff or no i hate it okay <laughs> <laughs> it's a totally different subject <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> don't bring that up that's been too long my childhood <laughs> memories so. and stamped on it and took a dump on it yeah and, and they <laughs> shat all over it so. wonder woman did you like that it was okay but it had no relevance to the DC universe cuz they messed up superman Oh okay so you have a problem you, right from starting the start with no, superman you're starting with <laughs> superman and and all you show are a bunch of cgi scenes nice that nobody gives us no dude nobody cared about superman yeah in this place which is weird. do you superman. think henry do you think henry cavill is a is a good fit yes. for it cuz i feel I like he's he a good actor superman. just yes. like how uh, what's his name Chris Evans is Steve Rogers. Yeah. Nobody can be Captain America yeah. except him. I wish he was in Nobody better movies. Nobody can be exactly Tony Stark except for yeah. uh, Robert Downey Jr. Nobody can be Batman except for Christian Bale. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. I don't problem. think Ben Affleck is Batman. Sorry. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Because he's He's just Ben Affleck. Yeah, it's hard to detach. I don't see detach. Batman. Yes, I see I Ben Affleck. It's, what it's, about he's too big a star? What about you, Fessel? For these characters, how do you feel? Could anyone be changed, or are you set? Are you happy? Ah, uh, well, so one of my favorite characters is Hulk, which unfortunately has been changed so many times yeah. that I've almost like given up. Given like, up. Like, yeah. Okay, every, I love Edward Norton's Hulk. I still think yes. he's one of the best yes. Hulks ever. No, but then again, I like Edward Norton. I like him. I love. I love that guy. Yeah. He's one of my favorite like top three actors. So yeah. I was so excited that he brought. a level of pain to that to that character like which mark ruffalo is really funny and and we're really f- like having fun with the character but that pain is missing now like i don't feel like they ha- they touch into the aspect of like what does a guy do when he's like not in control of his yeah, body yeah and now you know? the hulk is being controlled by some lullaby yeah. so <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. the well i think the problem is the reason they had to like replace him is because he's too engaged with his like he's very hands on mm-hmm. and he's like very involved in the creative process so they had like a lot of arguments with when he was shooting incredible hulk he wanted to rewrite he had the script he wanted oh. to be involved in certain things and marvel is like such a machine they don't they're, they're like, like man we printed it out and it's done you act and that's <laughs> yeah that's, that's all we're asking there, yeah exactly and uh, so because he had issues where he didn't want to promote the movie and stuff because uh, because they changed they cut some scenes that he was because that he wrote into the movie and stuff like that so they were like we don't want to deal with this all the way till avengers so that's what right before the avengers was starting to shoot they replaced him with mark with mark ruffalo and i was like okay he's fine i like mark Ruff- i like the character of hulk but so so i don't i don't think any actor is like necessarily like i i, I guess 
Wolverine is going to be hard to recast. Yeah. Like Hugh Jackman it's pretty much I mean I'm I'm not a huge fan of the character in in comics something but I feel like he defined that role for me so I don't know who they will get next but mm-hmm. they might have to go the other direction like they might have to get somebody that doesn't even look or feel like uh, like okay, Hugh Jackman. Okay, a quick uh, complete switch. Because in the comics I believe he's a shorter gen- Mike, like Michael person, B. Right? Jordan mm. is going to be Superman. Michael B. Jordan is going to be Superman? Yeah. Right? Okay. That's I guess That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I don't want me to sound racist or I anything but that's just dumb. That's yeah. They didn't true. give a chance to Henry Cavill. First of all, they gave him That's the true. Sh- they gave him bad movies, yeah. No, it was a script written by a 5-year-old. Yeah. Uh, just go Martha, Martha. I'm like no, that's That was such a Bollywood moment when yeah. I watched that in in Band of Summer. Like, if you find out Batman and Superman have the same mother. Oh, that was the I face palmed till the end of the movie when yeah. that happened. I, I was, was like, like no. am I watching a Mithun Chakravarti movie or something? Like, <laughs> when you have a villain of yeah. significant importance like yeah. Doomsday, and yeah. you reveal him in this cheap CGI manner, yeah. and everyone's like. He's the villain. I still think one of the worst recent villains I've seen in superhero movies is from Justice League. The guy from in, in Justice League because I have no idea what his character was. The, he just lands. He's like mother, I'm going to like dis- destroy the world. I'm like why? Like Oh, you're talking about yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that I don't know what his what is even name. Yeah. That's how bad that villain was. I didn't know. just shows up with a scepter. Exactly. I just, don't know. You know so Justice League. I'm not a big fan to be honest. No, uh well no no he was Oh, in, he was in the Justice League. In Justice League, yeah, just a guy who's collecting all the boxes and stuff. Yeah, it's such dude. a bad villain compared to especially if you look at him at, compared to like Thanos from Infinity War yeah. who like he's also like trying to destroy the world but he yeah. has like some sort of reasoning even if you don't agree with it like yeah. he's okay I want to like create balance. He's trying to bring balance. Yeah. yeah. But that's this guy's just like I'm going to No, but that's the, the thing about a villain, right? When they have a super awesome justification, yeah. even the nicest uh, person in the cinema is like I get it. Yeah. I know why you're doing this. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, yeah, you know I can. like Darth Vader, yeah. man. Uh, like sorry, I'm a Star Wars fan, yeah. but yeah. Darth Vader you're like he's right, yeah. but he's not doing it in the no, right way. Because that's yeah. what teach you in 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 writing like like since when I was like learning how to write movies and stuff like to write a good villain like you should he should have in his own movie he should be the hero. Yes. You know, th- like it's, it's like you yeah. get attached to your character mm. like Darth Vader when he finally realizes that oh, what's going on here? Yeah. you know and yeah. when he faces the emperor yeah. you are rooting for the guy who is a villain yeah. yeah just like when joker is taking all those beatings by batman in yeah. prison you're like i know why he's doing he's just chaotic yeah. and you you side with him but exactly you know no, that's, that's the thing like, like every move man. every villain should have a motivation that even if you don't agree with it you should understand why it is yeah. he's yeah he's doing it you know but like i might hate him exactly like even if it's a serial killer or whatever like if you whatever but at least you'd be like okay in his head it makes sense to him but if a guy is just evil for the sake of being evil like oh i'm going to destroy the world i'm like why yeah. like if i don't get you i will not, i'm not really i don't care what happens like at this point so yeah so that's what they teach you in in, in writing is like if you're writing a villain make sure that in his if the movie was from his point of view it would make sense that why he's he's doing it so i'm like i keep that in mind always but you know i have hope for i have hope for dc now because they're trying to do they're trying to get away from the universe stuff now they're doing a, a joker solo movie which is kind of a weird idea to to do but you never know at least now they're not bound by like oh we so what do you think of this. that you have walk in phoenix who's a f- fantastic actor like he's incredible the director Todd Phillips he's a funny comedic act director i don't know if he's he's, he's good for this movie what has he done what are he's made movies? like hangover old school okay, like those cool. so he's I made really idea. good comedy yeah, yeah. comedy movies but yeah. obviously hmm. so so i'm i'm hoping this is good but 
since it's not connected to any other movie it might be dark knight good you never know here's the thing yeah we almost know we know almost nothing about the joker in the yeah. comics that's his charisma that's the thing that's my only worry now that we're gonna they might over explain him where he came from yeah. and what his upbringing was i almost was. don't want to know that you know i don't want to know what joker is that. joker it's not almost don't want to we don't yeah. need to know i mean yeah. it's but you know if, if an, for me it's like if an actor like walking phoenix signed on to that movie i feel like there's something that like yeah. i don't think he's he has had opportunities to be doctor strange and like so many movies has been offered to him and he said no he's like i don't want to do those kind of movies so if he signed on to a superhero movie once there's probably something there in the script so i i, I had a question about cuz uh, watching movies in malaysia was different and like i said and it's true the first showing on the first night uh, you say if it released mm. it'll be completely uncensored tonight at 12 and from tomorrow okay. there'll be two movies that they check your ids and one is censored one is uncensored how does it work in this region oh really that's that's is that how they do it's it it's amazing so everyone so cool. strives to get to the first show cuz we're adults that's okay but there's no ambiguity it's very clear that it's a completely uncensored show the first show at that's 12 that's cool i mean cuz here the the, yeah. the only yeah they i mean they release the the censored cut like whatever it goes through the the national media council which is a big censor yeah. censorship board here it is it for the gcc or the uae it's for the gcc uh, well it's for the gcc essentially usually the cuts are the same sometimes yeah. like there's some country like kuwait and stuff which are a little bit more stricter so they'll remove oh, okay. some other stuff but generally the gcc gets the same the same okay. cut but um the only time i get to see uncensored sometimes they do like preview screening and stuff like that okay. like distributors that's before it has been rated so it has before so you might get to see sometimes ah, an okay. uncensored cut but that's very rare usually yeah it's like f- so for me i'm always if it's an r rated movie like blade runner or whatever i'm always yeah. going online even though it's like a spoiler you think i'll go on imdb and read like this thing called parents guide over there which is ah, okay. tells you like what What's nudity or whatever is in it and if i i'll read the description of the scene if it sounds like it's something casual where it's like oh yeah this guy was like if it's a small scene yeah. it's fine oh sorry to interrupt yeah. blade runner man yeah. it was horrible in the cinema yeah cuz i don't know blade runner yeah and i was like i'm going to give my full attention yeah. oh man it so was yeah. blade runner anything. is i watched it in the cinema yeah. and i always know it's censored by looking at the runtime yeah so you it's like what? 20 minutes cut and i was like this so is the one, problem so i have so one thing that films. one thing that these the distributor of blade runner there's, a, there's a, it's called empire international the guys they do fox movies what they do Ooh, is empire international yeah they're the uae distributors okay. of fox um, 20th century fox and sony and stuff like that what they do smartly is instead of censoring the scene especially if it's very important to the story they will digitally r- crop the movie ah, okay. so they will zoom into like a specific section like a, it's very obvious that that's happened because the movie gets pixelated all of a sudden because the yeah. resolution is just dropped just because if there's some nudity happening here you can yes. still like <laughs> so they yeah. did that in a couple of scenes in in the blade runner cut that i watched like this especially when there was a scene with like synthetic being created like there's a scene okay. where they just so zoom into yeah. like jo- uh, Jared Leto's character just talking and I'm like what is this so <laughs> but that's just her bare breast yeah exactly but I mean, they, but to like keep that scene they're like okay let's just yeah, focus yeah, yeah. No, so no, I that's think, a difference so i don't mind that's a fair yeah, exactly. however yeah if they had let that scene play yeah no would have no one would have been focused on I know the naked, I honestly the believe naked that lady before if, you because that yeah. is a horrific scene yeah, that I is know. scary but i feel like if it's if it's rated 18 plus like if it's adults going and watching a movie just like play it no but i've been it. i've been here in movies where um it's a horror movie it's r rated and i can hear a baby crying so that's yeah i think the cinema really so need to take they care don't of. i have never ever 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 seen anyone being rejected at the cinema <laughs> and them saying you look too young and uh, let's What be honest was it with you uh, we went and watched it 
Uh, no. Yeah, I watched just a it bad with movie to watch with a kid in the cinema. <laughs> it was completely censored. Okay. okay, it was like oh, that's why I didn't cut, go. Cut, cut, cut. That's why I didn't uh, go. I'm gonna do something bad to you. Cut. It's next morning. Everybody's gonna work. And nah, uh, what's happening? <laughs> and there are children at the back. Oh no! And it says 18 only. That's a very intense movie for a kid. Like he's nah, gonna start man. crying. Do, these guys scarred me. Him and his brother. They scarred me with the old it. And when it came out, I'm like, yeah, I'm so excited because I'm an adult now and I can understand because these things it, without the crying. Now after it, they're remaking everything. Pet Cemetery. They're remaking like so many of his older properties because now. I don't mind like remakes in, as long as the script is good. Yeah. I mean, I guess remakes are fine if it's based on a book, right? Like then it's fine because then you just the book, like the thing, for example, yeah. was a remake of a '50s film. Yes. So, so remakes yes. can be good, but I think when it's a remake of a perfect film, then it's a little little tricky. But if it's a source material you can go to and interpret it differently, that's I yeah, guess that's it's okay. like a script being written and then you portraying it in a different yeah, way. Yeah. I guess. So like if it's based on a book, imagery. some people like will have conjuring. Uh, yeah, Conjuring is pretty cool. The Conjuring was really good. Yeah, I, I, love, love, I like I love, it a lot. Yeah, so, so I think what's happening with horror now is, at least in the last couple of years, you guys must have noticed it. Like horror is having. kind of a moment mm. where they have i mean horror there's there's always been good horror if you can find it like but in in big budget movies usually like in studio release horror movies are not that great now you have you have it you have this year have you seen the a quiet place you should watch uh, oh i watched it it's amazing yeah it's amazing so like movies like those not only are they getting like great i mean audience response but they're getting amazing critical reviews as well like yeah. that's like 90% rotten tomatoes something yeah. like that so that is very re- it didn't used to happen very often horror is a very it's a genre that critics always should like look down upon yeah. so in the last couple of years like get out for example like yeah. is one a freaking oscar like it won best best uh, screenplay so that's i think what's happening in the last couple of years is that horror is getting this mainstream acceptance Ooh. as quality material as well not just yeah. like oh yeah screams a yeah screams yeah and so n- and and now what's happening is there are like name actors like dramatic actors who suddenly are like they want to be in 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 horror, horror stuff movies. like people like emily blunt would probably dude, have not done em- horror movies i love emily blunt and i yeah. love the dude i forgot his name because Don't i know him as jim yeah. yeah there we he go he directed the movie also. i know like him as jim yeah. from the office i love that so, guy so so now you have these dramatic actors who want to be part of horror movie because suddenly horror movies is not like a low form of filmmaking anymore yeah. before like 10 years ago these actors would never touch a horror movie because yeah. it's like oh it's like beneath us but oh, now wow. i think horror and like quality has like merged into into something where like okay it's, it's you can do horror and you can still like be dramatic and you can have like character development and stuff in the movies and i mean and correct me it's like since you come from a comedy background like i always believe horror and comedy are like very similar in many in many ways because it, they're both about like timing yeah you know like a, a joke if you like deliver it in not like if if you if the punchline is a little too long suddenly yeah. it's not funny yeah i think it's the same with like with with horror like if it's if a scare or a jump scare or a moment or whatever is like a second too long yeah it's no longer scary it's uh, yeah. also like what you said for horror movies it could be of six and yeah. it could be good same thing with comedy man exactly. comedy is very hard the, to they're rate they're both very subjective subjective yeah. genres like if some just because something is rated bad doesn't mean like i've seen so many good horror movies that have that were like rated 5 or 4.5 something mm. on imdb and i'm like why did because maybe it was taking so many unique risks that obviously by definition it's not going to like not everybody's yeah. going to like it and sometimes the people who vote You know like when you when I like a movie I will probably not go to IMDb and vote it like 9 out of 10 but yeah. if I hate a movie I'm going to be like I'm now I'm going to vote <laughs> so that's why the ratings are sometimes skewed you know it's not yeah. a it's not a it's not a census or whatever that you know happened, yeah, yeah. that it's, happened with the uh, the village yes exactly so the village people were like because people were it was marketed as a horror movie 
Yeah, so, that was M Night Shyamalan's biggest mistake. I think. Yeah, exactly. That, that, I, I would blame the studio for that because if you watch the trailers of that movie, it makes it look oh, like it's a horror yeah, movie. Yeah. And when you watch the movie, it's like a it's dramatic not a, it's thriller. Not, yeah, like yes. a thriller. more of a drama to be honest. Yeah. Like, the, but then so the people who went on IMDb and wrote, voted for it are the people who were pissed about it. You know, the people like I watch so many good movies, I, I won't like necessarily go and rate every movie. Yeah. I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll maybe like make a tweet about it, but like. The people who hate it, they make it like their passion to. For <laughs> on sure. the internet, are like, I'm gonna spread the word. When it comes word. to hate, yeah, people on the internet, hate is more are, amplified. They always. wake up early in the morning just to yeah. like, you know, make yeah. sure that people know about how angry and yeah. unhappy they are. When it comes to happiness, you can delay yeah. that. No Same one thing cares. with comedies. Like if your if your movie is like very broad, like studio comedy or whatever, yeah. sure it'll get good ratings. But if you're trying to do something really edgy and and something like yeah. there is guaranteed, like some people will not like it. Yeah. Some people will probably hate it. Yeah. But the people who will like it will love it. Yeah. Because they're like this is something so specific and so so unique. Yeah. And that's why I mean even John Skrzynski from The Office, like he's a comedian and look look at the, look at the horror movie he he yeah. made. Yeah. And man. look at Jordan Peele, he made for sure yeah. two so perfect. That's examples. why you can see these comedy guys suddenly being so good at horrors yeah. because it's almost the same mm. skill set you know uh, the newest halloween film that just came out was written by Danny McBride the guy who's he's in so many comedy like he was in pineapple express and all these like other comedy oh, okay. comedy stuff he wrote a freaking awesome uh, that's the difference between this guy and me he mm. since you are in the like since you are in the industry and since you know so much about it you actually remember the names yeah i so don't know so i try to i mean i because i follow who's working on what and stuff yeah. like i so i i, I want to know like that's why when this like the new halloween movie is coming out and i was it was written by a comedian i was like this would be either great or or, or really bad but yeah. then when you watch the movie it is a very scary horror movie but it also has like perfectly timed moments of humor which really help it because like you need to have some down parts for it for the next scene to be really scary yeah. again you can't be like scary 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 because then the audience is just like gonna get numb at some yeah. point okay, just like comedy if it's yeah. funny 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 yeah, exactly. funny you have like to kind of have like you know the ebb and flow uh, yeah. so that movie does it really well where like okay a big brutal murder or something happens and then they're like there's two cops in a in a car like talking about the, the weird sandwiches their wife's made or something yeah, like that yeah. and it's like a little funny moment and then then something <laughs> so when that, when that next thing happens you're like oh yeah, shit yeah, that it, was like something yeah, yeah it so, calms so. you down and then it yeah. jumps so, back yeah, again, so it's all about timing you know like horror and comedy i think are like so related that's why comedians are making good horror movies and horror probably guys can make good comedy movies Maybe. it's like very horror really is funny actually it yeah does i mean offer an element of yes, funniness exactly. yeah i mean it's 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 <laughs> the same you know they are the only two genres in the world that elicit a reaction if you're sitting in a if you made a comedy movie and you're sitting in the audience and people are not laughing you know immediately your movie is not working essentially that's true, yeah. it's not working and if it's in a horror movie and you, people are not like looking afraid or like not jumping or jumping, something yeah. it's not working so those two are like it's just kind of like stand up comedy or something you know like it's, it's yeah, no noise can, no noise is feedback it's, exactly, it's not that yeah. it's, so not it's not the feedback. same with horror and, and and comedy both like if you're sitting in a cinema and it's just everybody like this <laughs> your horror movie hasn't like, you know <laughs> you're doing a bad job it's it's not it's not working so you can instantly know how good or bad your movie is based on like how it's how it's working so it's all about audience manipulation in those movies but a drama and but that's why it's also bad like a, a bad comedy like a comedy that's unfunny is worse than watching a bad drama like a, a normal a mediocre drama is like okay cool yeah whatever it's fine yeah. but if a if a movie has like jokes and the jokes are like not landing you will be like pissed almost like this is yes <laughs> yeah. yeah and same thing with a horror movie like if it builds up a scare and the scare is not there you'll be like you know what screw this movie like this yeah. is you know bad. what's worse for me when it builds up to a scare and then they have that instrumental sting <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. i hate I those hate it, yeah. i like really hate it jump scare see making somebody jump is really easy 
yeah. all you have to do is like just, just do that but that's not a scare that's not it's a scare a, it's, a, it's, it's me being startled exactly. like if i just People come from behind and do this i yeah, man it was the scariest scared. thing i've seen <laughs> yeah and no that's unfortunately so many horror movies are now just like you know Jump like, <laughs> like okay that's okay it worked once but now that i know i will when i watch it second time it's not scary not at all effect. you know i know uh, that's going to be i coming. remember my cousin brought over exorcist yeah i was 7 Yeah. Well, wow. the That's first time I saw that chick it. walking down the stairs in this yeah. unnatural way. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. And we the, watched that night. Because that's such a creepy image like they, they don't be like dun, 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 dun. you know they didn't go like sound it's just yeah. dun, 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 and you're like there's they, yeah. I don't remember any music. Yeah. There was, they didn't. They weren't any sound effects. I prefer that her, like even and she's yeah. doing those terrible things to herself yeah, exactly. in the bed and she so turns her head creepy that it just etched into your head instead of like a yeah. it's just scary yeah. I mean that so, is scary. Yeah. That movie was like when it came out like people were yeah, it was almost okay. like banned in so many countries it because was, it's, about, it it's was. about a little girl and it has been copied to to death now like yeah, now every existing movie has like a young girl who's yeah. like getting possessed or something yeah. I'm like why it's why it's like uh, the grudge yeah exactly. right? why is it not a a dude yeah. getting possessed like yeah. it's almost never that <laughs> like why yeah. is it just like a not a normal dude like yeah. it's like it has to be a young like teenager I think, girl i think the, the that horror realm has this little girl thing in a white dress that's yes, the exactly. that's the i guess it's pivot. like oh if it's a, it's a more pure girl like it's scary oh, when it's like better. but love to yeah. see like a 40 year old dude just get possessed <laughs> just a yeah, middle age guy <laughs> i mean check it out we do have it i mean look it's more freaky to look at that girl yeah. i guess it's more scary because than looking at jason Yeah yeah yeah. In a hockey mask. And the same thing like in at the end of a horror movie if it's like a slasher or something it's usually the girl who survives. Yeah. Have you noticed that like it's it's what is the last horror movie you watch mm. where the where it's the dude who's the last guy, guy remaining? That's uh, a good. If it's a group of girls it's the girl who survives. Oh, yeah. And yeah. usually it's the weakest of the girls so it's usually the girl who is the most kind of want to get involved in the most sweet she like didn't have a boyfriend exactly. and you know it, she was So Halloween was the first movie that did that and it's almost set the template as like the 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 most kind of innocent girl yeah. ends up becoming the kind of either the one to defeat the person or like survive and and stuff like that so it's it's these weird mm. things that I guess it makes sense because you almost want to see the un- unlikely underdog. Hero. But yeah, I would underdog. love to see a movie where just like a buff dude survive yeah, at the yeah, end. The guy like, who comes yeah, with the surf do any proper acting. So I just want to see true. all of them die. Yeah, that's true. One you usually don't care. Uh I think that happened with Evil Dead where everybody died in the cabin. No, somebody yeah. survived. Yeah, I think Evil Dead is one of one, one exception where the dudes where the dude survives at yeah. the end. Yeah. And he's in the second movie. Yeah. Uh, being a UAE based uh filmmaker. Yeah. First of all, I haven't I've only come across you because it, it was at a comedy show and you were shooting someone yes. special. But how easy to be a, a a movie maker in this region in the UAE or you know, like I can just grab a camera and you know, shoot a couple of frames and be like, yeah, I'm a movie maker as well. Like yeah. what cha- what's why are you different from anyone else who aspires to do it? I mean, I mean I, I mean I don't know. I mean I I wouldn't say I'm not necessarily different from them, but like it's easier now f- for sure to make a movie your phone can now record like better quality than like cameras like 15 years ago or whatever mm. but uh, i think what's what's hard about being a filmmaker here is it's filmmaking is so hard to do when you're working mm. so uh, a lot of people here are it's hard to be a full-time filmmaker here in in this region so if you're not and you're like just doing a full-time job or something somewhere it's really hard to find the time to sit down and write especially if you're a writer director editor like what i do like i do most of the creative sides of it so when i started off i was lucky that i started off in co- in college even though i never went to film school i was doing a marketing uh, degree uh, but when i was when i was doing that i just wanted to i was writing a lot i always for me it started with writing so now i was in school i just used to write short stories just on my computer like not showing it to everybody not publishing them anywhere just just writing them in university i realized that 
a lot of the stuff that I'm writing is feel a little cinematic like I feel like they're like movies like stories so I was like okay I google how to like write screenplays <laughs> like I was okay. like okay maybe I can start like writing them in that format or something so I learned for the next like 3-4 months how to format a screenplay because if you've looked at a screenplay before it's a very different format than writing a short film it's like it's not uh, like it's uh, writing a short story it's not like just prose it's like interior bedroom night and then it's like formatted different ways so I had to learn all of that uh, learn how you have to like be very concise and you can't just like you can't write inner thoughts of a character on screen because on a script it should be only what the you and the audience can see yeah so you cannot like write that oh the guy was thinking about his wife unless there's a visual way for you to show that where mm. he's looking at the picture of his wife or something like that so I had to learn all of those things and then but then I still didn't think that I can become a filmmaker I was like this is 2009 there was no film industry in, in, yeah. in UA yeah 2007 2008 is when I started writing it so I was like there's nothing it's not gonna happen I was doing a marketing degree and then at some point I was I got tired of writing just just writing scripts and I was like you know what I'm writing these but I don't I don't know what's going to happen with it and I don't find first I was like let me find a director who can make them and then I realized like since there's no industry here this it's just going to be in a in a draw for me so I was like okay let me see if I can write a short film that can take that I can shoot myself as, as well like write it within the limitations so I wrote a short film that takes place the one I was telling you about with the time travel one I was like let me write a short film that takes place in an apartment which I know I can access starring an a- one actor that I know I can access because I had a f- good friend uh, who was, I was like I wrote it with him as m- him in mind mm-hmm. I was like okay this guy in a movie so I wrote a what's script what's his name his name is Abid he's been in most of my movies after that he's moved out of UAE now but uh, till he was here he was in a lot of my movies so I wrote that short film it's like a two and a half three minute uh, uh, short film script and I went to him I'm like you know what I wrote, I wrote something we can shoot this in one day do you want to do it he's like yeah let's do it yeah. I was like, okay I was like okay now that I have this I need to find a camera <laughs> to shoot the <laughs> to shoot the movie yeah it helps uh, exactly yeah. I'm like, right. so I didn't have anything so I started researching now again I, I didn't have a, I'm just a broke college student so I was like okay let me find what's the cheapest camera to buy so I found one of these like really cheap uh, mini DV cameras so you have to like put a tape in and, and record like oh, wow. and the cheapest one that you could find like it was like 500, 600 dirhams or whatever and I told and I like pr- told my parents like hey you know what <laughs> like, oh, I think no. we need a camera <laughs> you know like not that we were, I'm like hey you know do we have a video camera I don't th- I think we need a camera we should, casually we should, we should have one. and they were like you know what yeah. <laughs> but they kind of got that why I'm saying it so, they, so we bought like a camera and I was so I learned like how to run it the thing is it didn't even record widescreen so it record recorded just like a full screen square square video so I had to crop from the center to make it widescreen yeah. it was a lot of work to, to to make that so I got the camera and then I was like, what else do you need? What's the bare minimum that you need to make a movie? Then I was like, oh yeah, maybe a tripod would help. <laughs> like just to place the camera maybe. So I went to my university uh, and it's a marketing, it's a business university. So they don't, I was like, hey, I'm shooting this short film. Do you have anything that I can take that you can help? And they were like, oh, I think we have a tripod somewhere in the back. Like go to a storeroom. And I went there and I saw like a really shitty tripod. It's like a plastic, like very spindly one. I was like, it's fine. <laughs> I have a shitty camera. I'll take a shitty tripod. I've got two things I can make Beggars can't be choosers. Exactly. Right? So I was like, okay, I've got, I think the basics I can take the movie with. So, on one Friday, um, I went and shot it in my friend's apartment. So, so the movie is about like this guy who wakes up, goes goes down, uh, and he kind of realizes that every time he reaches down, the, the time resets and he's, he's waking up again. And he has to kind of figure out why that's happening. And he figures out that there's a girl who dies, who's, who's dying in the apartment because she slips and falls. And until he saves her life he's going to keep like resetting hmm. which is a weirdly ambitious idea for uh, for yeah. for shooting on a handicap yeah. but i was like let me let me see what uh, let me see what i can do so i shot that movie uh with complete like no budget it was tripod camera 
and friend and his sister and stuff his sister played that that girl, the girl. um so uh, so yeah i shot that over one day it was much longer than i thought it would be i thought it's a 2 minute movie it takes like 2 3 hours to film it took like 11 hours to film that <laughs> from that movie it always takes mm-hmm. longer then uh, i and then after i was done with that after i edited that i was like i actually enjoy this aspect of it also not just the writing but actually visualizing it and editing it and stuff like that so that's when i was like okay i like it but again it i wasn't like okay i want to make movies now like this is what my my path is again i was like okay i'll just keep doing that while i take like a full time job or whatever then i made another one of those and i graduated from university i i got a full time job i was working for uh, a media company kind of do, doing movie reviews for them i was doing um, uh, like small video kind of content for them just like basic stuff where somebody's talking in front of the camera reviewing a product or whatever at the same time i was like let me start making short films on the side so i started making more uh, more short one of the short films that i made in 2011 this is uh, not, yeah 2011 is a one minute short film that i shot in ikea and uh, the way that worked is like i literally had an idea i was like this has to only take place in ikea me and my friend the same friend i talked to about abid me and abid we walked into ikea we like can we speak to the manager and the guy, this i don't think this will work now cuz back then it was like more innocent they loose yeah and they were like yeah sure and then the manager walked in like what's up i was like hey i have this idea for a movie and I, and standing there i told him the whole idea for this movie it's about this guy who wakes up and goes to the kitchen he's like eating food it's like a montage and then you realize that a, a, like a, a manager comes and is like hey go back to work and you find that he's actually a janitor at ikea like mm. pretending he's living like the ideal kind of life yeah. and when the manager moves away he goes back into that fantasy universe of like living in this posh house nice. so i told him that, i literally pitched him that idea right there i was like hey what about this and he's like okay yeah that sounds cool we st- close our store at 12 the mall lights will close at 2 you have two, two hours, hours to shoot your whole movie we were like we'll we'll make it work That's so crazy. we came we came one day um, at 11 to the to the pink so while people are shopping we were actually in those model like houses and stuff there yeah. we were like planning which one to shoot and stuff the moment it hit 12 <laughs> we were like Kick start off. shooting we finished shooting like 11, like 150 like 10 minutes before they were close the lights we just <laughs> shot the whole thing in 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 one go i i put that movie on youtube and it was it was decent over there and then uh, abu dhabi film commission which is like a body in abu dhabi where they promote um, short films and like filmmaking in this region they put out a call where they wanted to have a pavilion at Cannes Film Festival which is a, one of the most prestigious film festivals yeah. they have a section called Short Film Corner where they like it's almost like global village of of uh, of short films, films. So every um, country has their own stall and they'll show like stuff from their region so they were like hey we we are opening up we want people to submit so we can like take some movies there and i was like eh, what, what do i care i'll just yeah, <laughs> i just exactly. copy dragged and drop the file there <laughs> i was like okay send and i was like okay, cool so i sent that like a month passed and they sent me an email saying uh, hey can you sign this like release form or whatever I'm like oh what's this re-? and I'm opening I'm like I think I got selected for this thing and so that was a pretty huge deal for me because I was one of the eight short films selected at that in that year to like go and like represent uh, on that stage so um, and you're representing Abu Dhabi I'm, uh, exactly so I'm representing the region like one of the, wow, like I'm one of their awesome. selected shorts to represent the region so which is pretty insane so when that happened I thought like maybe there is something to this maybe yeah. i can at least try to pursue this or because i saw it was kind of gradually increasing and going you know somewhere even my parents i mean in the beginning they were like supportive because they were like it's a hobby but maybe they were like okay maybe see if you can something. do something with this so while i was working full time i was like whenever whatever time i could find i was just trying to make write short films make short films over the weekends um and eventually uh, i made a couple more short films some of them um, started and with each i'm trying to learn from what i learned from the so i never went to film school right so it's just you make a movie like okay this worked this 
kind of didn't work let me let me do again and, and, and let me fix that so the next movie i shot on a dslr that was the first movie i shot when like dslrs became a thing yeah <laughs> you know so i i had a i had i met somebody who had a dslr he's like hey you know i have this like lying around do you want to shoot something with it i'm like of course of i went course. home i started writing a script i'm like movie now now i can actually do like movie with dslr yeah, exactly i was Bypass like now i can actually like focus from one thing to the other and like something will be blurred out i was like that doesn't happen when you're shooting on a handy cam everything is in everything yeah. is in focus so you have to do that in post exactly so i was like now i can write like some nice visuals and stuff like that so i shot that movie that not only has like about 300,000 views on YouTube for some for some reason and it played at like four five big film festivals around the world i actually got invited to tunisia like all expense paid to oh, wow. f- to a film festival to just represent that movie so it was pretty insane for me so um this is all while i was working full time and eventually uh, what happened is when you put these short films online because for, for me it was like i don't know anybody in the industry like i didn't come from industry background i didn't even go to film school so for me i was like let me just make stuff put it online and see what see what happens and eventually what happens is because the industry is so small at, at that time there was still nothing people started contacting me uh, like hey like some other actors who wanted to like work with me like hey you know what this is uh, let me know next time you're shooting something maybe yeah. i'll be a part of it so i started building like a nice network of people around me uh, and uh, what also started happening is some brands started co- our agencies were like oh yeah if this guy can make this short sure. film for like zero dirhams maybe if you give him like 5000 dirhams he can make like a little commercial for mm. like something so i got an opportunity to make something for samsung they this is the when the first galaxy note was getting launched wow. which is like you know how how yeah. long ago that was so they were like hey just make a short film of your choice but like make this like the hero of your movie so <laughs> i came up with like oh like i so i thought thinking of a plot and i did that that was my first paid gig as a as a, as a filmmaker wow. so i started doing that and I, after a year um, of freelancing and that allowed me to kind of buy more equipment you know mm. like now i can invest in stuff knowing that i can make i can charge some money and get get yeah. some money back after a year and a half i decided okay maybe i should experiment going freelance going freelance because i was getting more opportunities than i could take cuz if i'm working 5 days a week i can only shoot over the weekend and obviously if you're shooting commercial stuff you can't really tell them i'm going to yeah, come in like, on hey, friday yeah exactly yeah. cuz they want to rest on that friday they want to shoot over the week so eventually i 2013 is when i moved uh, into being a, f- a full time freelancer uh, you know that allowed me more time to kind of write stuff as well uh, uh for, because you know the problem is when you're working full time especially for me i live in sharjah so i was working in dubai living in sharjah when you come back home in the traffic and stuff yeah, your you're mind done. just does not you cannot be that creative yes. in that and over the weekend you really almost just want to wind down yeah so my output in that in that period was i felt like it was reduced because it's like so i was glad when i was able to go freelance it's like okay at least now i don't have to sit to that morning grind every day only when i have a shoot or only when i have a meeting or whatever so that so that's when i kind of accelerated making more short films you know started making horror i always loved horror yeah. but i didn't want to make my first short films horror because like i didn't want to make a bad horror short film <laughs> i wanted to just <laughs> learn by making other genres and then move into move making so i made a horror short film again no money so i couldn't show any creature or entities it was just yeah. it was really just about a guy like hearing sounds or <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that because but again horror is a one genre where that can work if you can kind of make that's it that's true you can i mean if you see the blair witch project yeah. you never see the the, exactly. the blair witch ever the audience just makes it up in their head exactly. and they enjoy exactly. their imagination so, is the biggest so story. i was like if i make sure the story is kind of compelling it probably will be fine if there's no if nobody sees the monster i did i did two horror short films pretty much next to each other that was that were like that um and uh, and yeah it's just been just been making short films since then uh, i've since then i've been able to get a good crew together so i've got a friend who's who was into sound so he was like hey i can do uh sound for your movies next so i was like okay now i can start writing dialogue in my <laughs> in my movie because before i didn't have i didn't have a sound guy so 
my 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 hack was let me just write silent films like or like months with like one line of dialogue or whatever so now like okay i can i can write a movie that can like that's almost entirely dialogue driven because i have a guy who can actually like, record sound so so i did that and i got somebody who's like oh i can help you with lights i can help you with that so um that's that's why i like tell people to like put stuff online because honestly if i wasn't putting stuff online You I would have know. not met any of these people. But dude, your journey—it sounds you're quite blessed, dude. I guess. You're talking I mean, about Tunisia, fully paid. And, yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, that was—that's a very rare thing. That doesn't really happen always, but it's—but it's nice, like you, getting to travel for free. Yeah. And going to. And for something that you love. Exactly. It's to not. To go and represent something like it was so insane watching your my movie. movie. being watched by like a complete like I I had I knew nothing about Tunisia when I went there. Yeah. I didn't even know where it was on the on the map. I had to like google <laughs> I'm like where is Tunisia again? <laughs> and then I, and I was like is it in the Middle East? Like oh no it's in Africa. It's in Northern Africa. I'm like of course. And then <laughs> of course. I'm like I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> so some so as the movie is going on I'm, I just look behind and I'm seeing like a bunch of people I don't know just watching the movie and at the end there was a Q&A and they are coming up with like own like their own yeah. interpretations like yeah. based on what their cultural yeah. understanding or something of the movie is so it's it's insane to like think of something i just made like wrote on my computer and shot with like a small camera like yeah, now being on another side of the world being watched by a bunch of random people so yeah i mean i've been pretty lucky but it's you know it's it's very challenging as well because we don't really have a film industry that's what you asked like how hard is it to be a filmmaker it's really hard because i've seen filmmakers like me start off make a couple of shots and give up yeah. and, and and i don't blame them for doing that because the because you don't get any kind of funding here necessarily to make movies like there is no sustainable way to make money making only movies like the only reason i am being able to survive is because i also freelance and i do co- corporate videos and commercial content and stuff like that so that's a way to make money but again freelancing is so unstable in this region uh you, you probably know in terms of like payments and stuff like that yeah. like oh, people like will pay like you If you are, if that's your only source of income, like if yeah. you're paying rent based on freelancing, you're kind of screwed. Unless yeah. you're like, like now it's become a little better for me because I've been established a little bit. But initially, people pay you after like three months, four months, yeah. five months, like and it, sometimes they don't pay you exactly. At all sometimes you just won't because they just take freelancers for granted. So, yep. so if imagine if you are a, f- a guy who has to pay rent by the by the end of the month, and if your payment hasn't come, what are you going to do? You mm. have to then go go and get a full time job. Like yeah. it's pretty much what it is. So, and 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 so that's how this country. It's not very conducive to. artistic stuff like that where you can just become an artist on a full time basis you have to have something else on the side so yeah it's it's really hard and it's still hard for me to do that because i have to still juggle work and shooting a shot that's why like i mean i try to shoot at least one short film a year at least mm. so the one that i shot just now is my one of the year at least because otherwise like i'll just go kind of i, I don't want to lose touch of 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 shooting uh, you know short films because it just keeps me you know um, so the the one that i saw was skipped can yeah. you tell me the cost of shooting skipped it's so for four and a half minutes i think yes yeah, four and a half minutes so that actually was by default my most expensive short film only because i had to like buy a lot of props so there's a huge life size skeleton in that movie that i yes. had to order from amazon oh, that wow. thing cost like 400 dirhams and to ship it was like 600 dirhams because it's like it's actually weighs mm-hmm. almost as like a human yeah. human size so so that was like a thousand bucks gone right there i had to if you've seen a very old actor in that in that movie yeah. so usually in in I my was sh- makeup uh, no no that's a, that's, oh, that's, that's a, a 78 dude. year old actor Holy it's insane like he was so old that it was almost like i was so afraid of directing him <laughs> because apparently the the so i i hired him through an agency yeah. so usually i've got people anybody who works in the movies like are volunteering to to work yeah, yeah. work on it like and that's nobody's getting paid nobody's nobody's yeah. i'm not getting paid nobody's getting paid so but for him i had to make an exception i had to pay for him because you would not find a 17 or 8 year old actor on on social media yeah, or whatever man. so i had to go to an agency i'm like what's the oldest dude you have in your database and i thought i saw it and i thought it was just the dude with a fat suit or you know no i wish i wish yeah, but he actually 
he kind of looks he's so wrinkly and exactly. old right because the character is like a very old person yeah so they charged me money obviously they like yeah, yeah this is an agency how much did they charge for a 78 uh, year old so man? it was 1500 dirhams for 4 hours so oh i had to make God. sure that i was done in 4 hours otherwise it it, it yeah. goes to 2500 or something so but i was fine to pay him because that's yeah. the only option i have if i want to if i want an old actor you have to you can't tell a 78 year old actor like hey it's good for your exposure or whatever <laughs> like, listen man <laughs> dude he's got bills to pay exactly. like medical bills yeah so i was i was so i was so worried because also the agency told me that he's like less hearing on one side and stuff <laughs> like that i was like they gave me so many conditions and i was like i'm so afraid of directing this guy on set because i'm like but and and his role is kind of physical he has to like crawl, crawl on the yeah. floor i was like dude i hope nothing happens <laughs> happens to him cuz like i would hate to be the guy who's like who kills an actor or something <laughs> who so, killed the 70 yeah so i was so afraid of directing but that's why i was like before we start shooting the rest of the movie i want to shoot his scenes first so <laughs> the headache okay. is out of the way okay and uh, and i didn't want to like call him late at night also cuz i don't know what how Time old he falls he is. asleep yeah exactly i don't know <laughs> i just mid shot he'll just like, fall asleep so so yeah so th- so th- yeah so that movie cost me about like Uh, I would say 4000 dirhams give or take uh, over that which is like in the last game things not that much but like for my f- early yeah, earlier yeah. movies that was like was about like literally yeah. zero like yeah. 4000 is still a pretty yeah. pretty decent amount and it's that's all self funded by me like yeah. i don't have any financiers uh, helping out or like you don't find that kind of stuff over here for short films if i was in the uk or if i was in the us there are like grants and stuff like that that you get yeah. here they used to have some here but they're again for emirati filmmakers and stuff mm-hmm. only but so if you're just an expat filmmaker here Uh, if you're doing short films pretty much there's no and uh, there's also no source of revenue like even if you made the short film yeah it's a, it's almost just a calling card for you like yeah. you put it on youtube if it's like a big viral hit maybe you'll get some youtube ad revenue or something but yeah. then again that's very rare for it to ever happen like yeah man i've i my my short films are monetized and this entire year i've got 100 dollars <laughs> so wow pretty much so it's not really that uh, that that's not going to pay your rent exactly that's not going to work so it's just like you investing in your in in having a cool movie that you want to see happen but and hopefully that opens more opportunities for you and 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 that's talking stuff. about calling cards i want to talk about wicked man what's what what cool, uh, thanks, what man. what's it about so it's uh, it's about i don't think i've ever told anybody about it so you kind of have an exclusive on the Ooh. plot of, of the movie yes it's about um, it's about a, a young girl who is um, who's talking to her boyfriend who is in london like on on skype like late at night and it starts as like an innocent movie and they're just having a a, a conversation and you sl- and you slowly realize that he transfers over like a a mid like, like an age old curse over to her that can only be transferred to people you love so you almost have to like screw over somebody you love mm. to be able and and transfer curse over and at first she doesn't believe it and then slowly she realizes there is an entity now in her in her room and uh it's the, Please the wicked don't spoil the any of the movie yeah no no okay. yeah it's it's the end, the, the wicked is the name of that entity so yeah that's the first 2 minutes of the movie and then yeah. it goes kind of kind and of how long is there. the movie it's going to you know originally i wanted to make a halloween short film i wanted to make something that i could release on I halloween yeah, saying, yeah. but that didn't end up happening for various reasons because i had to like it's so complicated to this this time in the movie there's an actual creature yeah so you can actually see somebody i was able to get a very talented makeup artist who i found on instagram to Uh, to like come on board and like create the whole thing i found a very talented you can give her name out it'll help uh, abby is her name uh, so she uh, she has a very cool instagram page it's called it's at abby the brave that's the name of her instagram channel so i was like hey let's collaborate on something i sent her some visuals i found online of like what i want the character to look like uh, i so so that process took a little longer than i expected so i lost that yeah halloween window and i didn't want to rush it i didn't want to like release something just for halloween even yes. if it's not perfect because to be honest like 
you should never rush for a release date because after let's say Halloween is over, yeah. after a week when somebody watches it, they won't care when that you released it for Halloween yeah. if it's not a good movie. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm still shooting it in the Halloween-ish period, but I'll release it now when it's ready. So yeah. now that I don't have a date to hit, like I can be more comfortably, you know, especially when you're putting things online, man, because uh, yeah. people make. Uh, quick and abrupt judgment yeah, and they're exactly. like uh, you can't qualify it and like hey by the way before you watch this yeah. this was made for Halloween like, yeah no one cares yeah. on the Nobody internet cares. at the brutal. end it's just the final product that's gonna yeah. speak for itself yeah. so I was trying to I mean I had a very pretty good camera this time to shoot the movie Canon is really supportive with, with uh, they even helped me with skips so the camera I shot with that was a camera that didn't get released anywhere in the world they had a, wow. an early copy so they sent me that to uh, to use and, and I shot on that camera and in return like when they when they launched the camera i went and spoke yeah. uh, how about so it's yeah, a, it's, a, it it's like you have to be if you're a filmmaker you have to kind of since there is no funding to be found the only next step is finding collaborations with brands so yeah. especially if it's camera brands stuff like that because renting a camera is so expensive if you're shooting a movie a camera like that would cost 2000 2500 dirhams to to rent for a day Wow. So that's a lot of money that you will save if you just go to a camera uh, company, pitch them your idea if they yeah. like your script or if, and just be like, hey, just give me your 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 camera for one day. I will put your logo in the end of the movie. Yeah. Or if you want me to come and like talk about your camera yeah. at your event, that's if that's all you have to do to get to save two thousand five hundred three thousand dirhams. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So they not only gave me the camera because now. my movie was their launch movie yeah. you know in a way cuz now this was their local content i saw it dude it looked great so so uh, yeah exactly. so, and so not only did they give me the camera they gave me a box full of like their premium lenses mm. which is actually more than the cost of the camera cuz yeah, it's like six lenses yeah. so they cost like 80 90000 dirhams so Whoa. i was so Ooh. afraid cuz they gave me this hard case and i was like if i lose it i'm just skipping town i'm just going <laughs> to yeah. go back home and never going to show up again <laughs> So so yeah so it it looked really good so I went back to them again I actually owned the camera now this time so yeah. I actually went eventually saved up enough to buy that camera uh, but lenses again I was like hey can you give me the lenses and I got a bunch of things from them uh, and uh, yeah I shot it over two days yesterday actually was the last day that I shot it was pretty pretty uh, stressful but uh, but yeah I wanted to make a horror short film again because I haven't made one since like Two three years now because Skip was like more of a darkly comedic yeah. thriller kind of thing, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I I'm I'm pretty excited for people to see it because I feel like uh, it's it's a very cool mythology that I've created about this character. How many? How, how what's the duration? It's gonna be I think now um, about like. Eight minutes, I would say seven, eight minutes long. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard. Like in the edit, I can probably chop it faster, but I'm but the script is like eight pages. So usually a script's one page amounts to a minute in general yeah. in film terms. So yeah, should be about eight minutes long. Which okay. uh, you know, originally it was supposed to be like a two three minute short film, yeah. which is just going to be like one scary scene. Yeah. But then what I have is like I always. keep developing the idea yeah, more and more and more yeah, now it's become yeah. like a longer the thing. more you let the idea rest on your table exactly, the yeah. the longer and i try to like kind of give more depth to it so i'm like oh what so instead of just a girl being haunted by something i was like what could it be what could the backstory be so all that adds more yeah. scenes in the in the yeah. in the movie but it's still a pretty fast moving movie it's been one i've shot in a friend's apartment um and yeah over over like two days and it helps when you have locations yeah. so for me a lot of the times i think of a movie when i see a location so mm-hmm. i looked at her house and she she moved to a new apartment which is a very creepy building in like in some new development in barsha yeah. and i was like this is like so quiet and creepy i was like i went home and i was like let me just because <laughs> now i mapped out like where which corridor turns where so i was yeah. like okay so what if this girl goes there and this happens and then now she's running towards this thing so it i kind of reverse engineer ideas a lot where i'm like writing based on locations yeah. so uh, but but you have to kind of do that because getting locations in uae is yeah. one of the hardest things to yeah. do especially getting permits and stuff like that like if you want to shoot 
on Chegzad Road or something, it's the it's a nightmare to go through it legally. Yeah, you have to get you have to first apply through a production company. You can't like I cannot apply as an mm. individual. I have to apply through a production company. So I have to approach a production company, probably pay them because they're helping definitely facilitate this. Then definitely. they apply for the permits. The permits are like 2,000 dirhams a day or something like that to to get to shoot on public locations. Now, mm. if you're shooting in a mall or something, which is a private location, it can go up to 10,000, 15,000 a day. That's, it's up to them to decide how long they want, how yeah. much they want to charge. So forget about shooting in Dubai Mall or Burj Khalifa or something like that. So, so that's where for me, it's like, okay, the only way you circumvent that is shoot in private locations like your friend's, friend's houses yeah. or friend's office or something yeah. like that. So uh, for Skipped, since that takes place in an office and that was a nightmare to write because that was one of the exceptions where the idea came to me first. I was like, oh, a movie set takes place in an office. I was like, okay, I need to find an office to shoot. It took me six months f- approaching people like, hey, can I shoot? The thing is, thing with an office is that people don't want to let you shoot in their office yeah. all f- like over a weekend because like, Anything, if, something could go wrong. I yeah, mean, it could go wrong. You could like just steal something or yeah. whatever. Like they don't, they don't trust a company. It's yeah. a corporation, right? So yeah. even my friends who work at like decent positions in some certain companies, they weren't able to get me that office because like, unless they own the company, yeah. which is very like rare. I don't yeah. have like super rich friends. Yeah. You and I wanted like a spacious office. You've seen the movie; it's like a big kind of office. So it looks l- cubicles, desks, exactly. And that's work. what I wanted, like a very yeah. f- like long, not just like a small room. Yeah. Like it's a big, big office. So so that means a big company. You know, so yeah, exactly. So it took me six months to find something. Eventually, I couldn't. And uh, one day, I was watching. I was just scrolling through Facebook, and I saw this sponsored video of like a of a brand, like an ad. And instead of watching the ad, I was just watching the office behind. <laughs> I was like, "What is this location?" I was like, "This is this is great." And then so so I was like, and then I went to the page and I saw that they shot the ad in their office. Like it's okay. a it's an HR company. It's called Bezat. So um, I was like, okay, I want to approach them, but I don't want to mess up this opportunity. So let me think of what I can do. So I sent them a message on Facebook, a long uh, message saying that, hey, my name is Faisal. I'm a filmmaker here. One this of those hard on sleeve. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then then I was like, okay, I want your location for one day. Uh, this, is, this is what I'm going to be shooting there. Then I was like, maybe let me offer them something else. I was like, if you let me shoot here for one day, I will shoot a video for you. Mm. that also t- like f- over one day so I'm going to give you whatever you want to shoot you want to shoot an interview video a corporate video whatever as long as it takes me one day to shoot it I will do that for free yeah I did that two days later the player they're like okay sure and I was like I should I should have offered that to like <laughs> other companies right like why yeah man <laughs> just, for sure it's it's so weird when you ask somebody for a favor versus like a barter yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. so if you can't offer money at least offer your service you yeah. know you can shoot like everybody would want a video like if you offer them a free video they'll probably f- come up with a way f- to use you somehow yeah. maybe it's a testimonial with like some of their other customers yeah, or sure. maybe it's like a funny sketch or whatever because I knew they were into video because that's how I found them exactly so they were like yeah sure let's do it so that way you also get some leverage where you can kind of it's not like you're just begging for a location because yeah. you can be like, okay. Or a favor. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so on th- at least that one day that you want to shoot, you kind of have control of the whole set yeah. because you're like, hey, I'm giving you something back. Yeah. So that's what I've learned is like, if you want a location, especially if it's a commercial, like a shop or something you want to shoot on, just promise them a promo video or something mm-hmm. later on because that's going to cost you a day of work, right? That's yeah. fine. That's fair enough. You're taking a day, you're giving yeah. a day back. So that's the lesson I learned. So now next time if I'm shooting something, like I have a script that takes place in like a, like a fancy bar-ish place. Mm-hmm. So whichever bar I approach, I'll probably offer them the same deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me shoot. Yeah, you know? they'd love that, I think. Yeah, that's businesses will love that, you know? Yeah. Like obviously if it's an apartment or something or someone's house, they don't care <laughs> what are going to yeah, shoot yeah. there. But again, that's like, Apartment is the easiest movie to, sh- to, to shoot on because yeah. everybody has one. Yeah. You know, and you can up- ask friends and it's not a big nuisance to them either. Yeah, yeah. You exactly. know, so if you shoot on a Friday and just like, they, they a lot of people want to be part of movies. Yeah. You know, like a lot of people who don't even like, 
are not even in the film industry they want to be part of sets like hey let me know how like how you can help or they want to just watch a shoot so you can like leverage those positions as well so so yeah it's just been a it's just it's tricky being an independent filmmaker to find these kind of hacks and and, and tips and tricks you're going to get stuff done but uh, you know but yeah eventually when you've made a couple of short films people can see them and be like okay this guy's not a first timer so in the beginning it's going to be really hard like you yeah. have to use your friends for the most part to get stuff and eventually if you've built a a reel of of sort thoughts and then people can just you know you can start pulling favors and now i have like companies like panasonic and sony and stuff they all be send me like hey you want to try out this new camera and stuff like that so i have at least they see me as a filmmaker now like oh yeah. this guy can like so so it's 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 always nice to have that support and you can save on cost because if without that skip would of cost probably like 10000 or something which i couldn't have afforded to spend mm. on one movie cuz yeah. i didn't make anything back it was just especially if a 78 year old dies exactly <laughs> yeah. that, that would have been a whole money. different cost <laughs> exactly yes. what are your three right. favorite movies top top 3 is hard oh my okay goodness. let's make it top 5 top 5 oh shit okay favorite movies top 5 favorite movies oh, you know i've never really ranked them But in my head like all a, the way Yeah, it doesn't have to be like one, two, three, four. Yeah, yeah. as a filmmaker, surely you must have had some. Yeah, yeah, sure. I can give you influences from. I can give you the top like five that come to mind at least now. Yeah. But uh, okay, so there is a. um, I'm gonna start with horror just because I'll talk start with my top favorite horror movie. Uh, there's a movie called Rosemary's Baby, yeah, which is a '60s horror horror yeah. film. It's one of my favorite horror movies. It's like something I always go back to and watch as as lessons because it's 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 about paranoia, like yeah. how a character doesn't feel safe with other characters and stuff around. It slowly builds to the point where you don't trust. Like it's about a woman who. is pregnant with a, with a, with a, with a, with a child and she suddenly starts realizing that maybe that child may or may not be you know just normal in many ways like what she and then she starts realizing that everybody around her she cannot trust like they almost are really taking care of her so that feeling of paranoia i don't think any other movie has done as effectively yeah, yeah. where you start like okay she can't trust anybody even her husband even her neighbors even her parents so that i thought is is is, a, is one of my top favorite horror movies i've rewatched that movie many times uh in terms of um What else did I tell it? Braveheart is one of my favorite uh, favorite movies. It's I really like as a, I mean I know you don't like it's not really a fantasy movie but like those kind of epics. Yeah, yeah. that's the top of of no, the range. I, sorry to cut you off. That's not a fantasy. That's movie. not a fantasy. Not, yeah, there exactly. are no wands. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean I guess it's so weird. It's like I guess not fantasy. It's like one of those like medieval sword fine. and sandals. No, that was okay. It wasn't fantasy. It's based on real magic. It's a real person. My yeah. thing. <laughs> my line is magic. Yeah, that's my yeah, problem. Okay, so that's where you that's where you draw the line. That's where I'm like, this is fantasy. Okay. magic. So you're fine with it being like a medieval set story. I'm fine. I don't enjoy it, <laughs> okay. you know, entirely, but Yeah, same here. Like I don't take out a wand and says goobly goop and the guy turns yeah. into a frog. I'm like I'm out of this. So you're not a fan of Harry Potter? Is it just saying? Absolutely no, not. I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. I am not. No. Okay. Lord of the Rings? No. Oh, I'm okay very with interesting. it. Interesting. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I fell asleep twice while watching part 1. Like I watched the first time I watched it, I fell asleep. Second time I watched, I fell asleep, and third That's time fair. I was made sure I watched it. So yeah. okay, okay, so yeah, so you clearly don't like the fantasy yes. stuff. No, Braveheart for me stands out because it's again I don't like medieval kind of movies okay. much, but that's one exception. Mm. I really like Mel Gibson as a director. I feel like if even like his other stuff, like he recently did Hacks Orange, which is also a very good Hacks movie. He, I like his style of he kind of combines sentimentality and like kind of. bravery and these themes into like one really good really yeah. good package so i loved that film uh, a lot um what else there is a movie i don't know not a, not a lot of people have seen it it's a jim carrey film called eternal sunshine of the spotless mind yeah i've seen it that's one of my top yeah that's uh, awesome movies that's awesome. it's just one of the most 
imaginative movies in terms yeah. of in terms of its, of its visuals and like I wish one day I can make a movie like that mm. just like that's and and you know I feel like it's James Carrey's best performance mm. but no almost like whenever I mention that movie to like non-film people like they haven't seen it even though like you would think Jim Carrey's in it people would have seen mm. it yeah. nope that movie also like didn't do well at the box office it's yeah. really sad but people lo- seem to love it so that's one movie that I that I that would be in my in my top 5 I rewatch it just to see like how visually it's done yeah. I feel like so many movies like inception and stuff kind of were inspired by that cuz yeah. visually like how the world keeps changing and stuff yeah. like that so folding and yeah exactly which again inception did like years later so yeah. I was like okay like visual inspirations are definitely there um there is a one of my recent favorites there is a movie called warrior i don't know if you guys have seen it yeah I've seen uh, yeah the, the tom tom hardy movie that's that's something i really really enjoyed as as a film it's just it's it's i don't love fight movies so much but but it's more than f- exactly just a fight. that's it's, why it's i love it it's a fam- it's a family like a brother yeah. brotherhood movie like that movie made me cry man that was a very very like yeah emotional. that was very emotional it was a very yeah. I, i i honestly when i went in the movie i had no idea what i, I was I'm like oh it's just like two guys fighting yeah. i did not expect it to be about family about like you know brotherhood and like these bonds like you know this like a broken family coming together in the ring like that 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 movie kind of made me like as a filmmaker realize that you can use a genre to tell like to tell some like a movie that's bigger than that than a genre as well mm-hmm. like even if it's a fight movie it can be about so much other yeah. other things aside from that so yeah warrior would be um in one of those one of those films uh what else would i would i count in my I'm going to go with a slightly douchey answer but uh yeah I'm going to I like that yeah padding. I'm gonna, yeah I'm going to safety yeah. net <laughs> there's there is a there is a science fiction film called 2001 a space odyssey okay said, yeah that's a, it's a it's a movie that people will don't hate. say anything about 2001 space odyssey did you like it it's one of my favorite exactly I so like I, i love it but it's a very like film schooly answer to to say that's why I was like it's a douchey it is it is <laughs> a douchey answer dude but let bob take over why that movie Every mo- science fiction movie that's come after that has, has been inspired by something it. from it. Exactly. And no, because see, that movie came out before the moon landing. I think it was a year or two before the moon landing. And it, yet it is a movie about space. Yeah. It's about space. It's it's such a... it's, And again, there's no CGI. We, they did everything in camera. So whenever there is like people uh, like walking on walls or whatever, they moved the camera in a they certain way. Camera, yeah. So that it makes, instead of like doing some CGI stuff. So if you watch that movie now, because they recently remastered it on Blu-ray, like it's a 4K Blu-ray now. You watch it now, I can guarantee you will not look at it and be like, this is a movie from the 60s. Yeah. It looks super like clean. It looks, the effects and stuff just hold up because it's all practical on set. And it inspired so many movies, Alien and all these movies that came after that. The design of the spaceship, just that clean apple style kind of like design of spaceships ai it, it had because there's an ai um, yeah. person in that film like who kind of goes crazy towards towards the end that was done 50 years ago and now ai is a thing like now cd yeah. and all these and things are a thing you don't have to watch the blu-ray if you watch the original one it'll still look yeah exactly it's like it's like now ai is a thing and that movie did or talked about the dangers of like ai or like yeah. somebody who's like i mean uh, uh, that you cannot had, trust uh, what do we have independence day that looks like shit yeah exactly because yeah if you watch like explosions and stuff in that movie you know you like you <laughs> would think that with the technology we have today yeah i mean it should look great yeah 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 and those guys didn't use that yeah CGI. exactly so that movie is except like except for the guys in the monkey yeah. suits it's not an easy movie to watch because again yeah. it's a two and a half hour long film it really picks up after like the first hour almost like that's yeah. when the main plot comes in but you have to watch it once in your life because it's like a lesson in filmmaking and how somebody in the 60s did stuff that nobody to now is like nobody yeah. is able to make a space movie 
to that level yet but everybody is inspired by it the problem is i know some people haven't seen that or, yeah, yeah exactly i'm like people like wow it's like yeah, like most yeah, of the, the good the, stuff in that movie is, is from that like, movie i've recommended that movie to several yeah. people and they're like oh man 60s or 50s who wants to watch that yeah. you oh, yeah uh, i was surprised when you didn't mention psycho Psycho's yeah Psycho is one of my again like again if I go top 10 Psycho's going to show up Hitchcock oh. is one of my like favorite I filmmakers like, like that movie yeah dude that guy like no suspense like, like those are those are just just classics like you can't if you're a horror filmmaker that guy knows how to create suspense like this that, that guy knew There how to one with the birds but yeah the birds the three called the birds yeah that the birds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> birds yeah so like so I mean because my dad used to watch those and he used he loved Hitchcock. It's stuff. it's very hard to go back and watch those like you have to because in your mind as you said like oh it's a 60s movie 70s movie yeah. you have to make a conscious effort like let yeah. me go back and sit and you have to kind of recalibrate your head to be like I'm going to watch this now and try to see in the era that this this give some context to it that's so like that's the hard part because sometimes there are some movies that are so great but they have been ripped off so many times and you've yeah. seen so many rip offs and you'll go back and see the original and you're like ha oh, okay this is pretty basic like yeah. but you have to understand that back that in that day seed, yeah. that was the thing that like how was it done before all of these movies came out yeah. like even if you watch if you go watch the exorcist now after seeing a million exorcism movies you might be like oh this is pretty like oh i've seen stuff like this before but that's yeah. not the fault of the movie that's yeah. just because you've seen no, exorcism like, emmy uh, rose and all these other like when i told somebody to watch the good the bad and the ugly yeah i'm not even a huge fan of westerns but like that's those are exceptions yeah in the good the bad and the, the dude running through the yeah. cemetery that with with uh what's his name in in inio yeah in any any morikone yeah, yeah the guy scored it yeah team playing yeah. then ecstasy of it's, gold it's so weird you know? people love playing stuff like red dead redemption 2 and stuff like yeah. westerns but then that no, is so but people don't watch western movies, movies. Yeah. it's so weird like how it's i guess it's in the games it's fun because you're like living in that world yeah. You're like in, you're yeah you're living in it that's you put you yeah. said have right. you been playing red dead redemption 2 <laughs> yeah, <too>? yeah. <laughs> some yeah. Um, like people love in that world but like why the success of that doesn't inspire western movies and stuff like that There's to no come michael out michael bay explosions man yeah 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 exactly i think that's what what's but that's the thing about red redemption is like people want to be living that kind of still yeah. they don't want nicely explosions it's like you know even like just so riding a horse around and stuff like that you're never going to see megan fox walk walk in in, walk a, in front of the camera in the wild west yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just boring that's what somebody yeah. has told me i mean like yeah. it's not boring it's good storytelling no no yeah. it's boring they don't yeah. talk so yeah that's that's those those are my like five kind of It keeps going up and down know, when dude, I'm seeing. I know. Seeing I know. I just give top hundred, and you would. Tell yeah, me I, I'll, I'll give you all no, the ones that I've want. seen. But but these are <laughs> ones that I like. I see them as like landmarks in their in their uh, in their genres. Yeah, and and especially like especially Warrior, necessarily only because like it doesn't get the attention. I feel like that movie, if it would have come out now, now bigger. it would have been a much bigger movie. It yeah. it flopped so bad when it came out originally. But that was before Tom Hardy was Bane. Big, yeah. It was uh, before Joel Edgerton was even like a bigger actor. You know the problem is in cinemas in UAE is also is that they don't give movies a chance if it's not performing in the first they week. They take right? it out. It's off. Oh it's really? It's off in cinema. Yeah. yeah. I mean, depends. Sometimes it's like Ramadan or something. They let it play because it's like there's not other competition. Enough, but if yeah. it's a uh, yeah, if it's a if it's a summer season. and your movie hasn't made enough money in one week they will replace it and put like avengers in that screen as well so like it it's really sad so if if now i have to like every week see what's releasing because if i miss that week it's gone <laughs> it's, it's out of the way yeah honestly yeah there are some movies where i think yeah i'll watch it next week and it's, it's gone. suddenly gone like it's off and you'll have to go like ibn battuta yeah, or something yeah yeah or like yas mall yeah, abu dhabi yeah, sometimes yeah. like just playing i mean last one like i'm not going to drive <laughs> one yeah, and a half hours to, to watch it at the end either. of the day it's what sells exactly so, and unfortunately yeah. in this region like for the most part people will watch these big movies like 
Fast and the Furious is one of the biggest movies here. Because I, I get a box office report of UA, like one of the distributors keeps sending it to me. You will be surprised how much, like it makes 15, 20 million in a, in a weekend and stuff. Dhirams in, oh in fast. It's hot People here love, fast I guess, cars, fast cars. This country loves fast cars. Like yeah. that that movie will make insane amount of money. And I'm surprised they haven't cast an Arab actor or something into it. Because like, I think UA is like half their no, business. No, they just started with Chinese, right? So. You know, but <laughs> yeah, there was one, right? Or was he Indian or Pakistani? The one in the Abu Dhabi scene. Yeah, yeah, he was an Indian guy, yeah. But he was like, he's just a side character. Like, they should make somebody a part like, of the crew. Yeah, yeah, he joins. The he's crew, like yeah. the rock's assistant yeah. or something. Get, yeah, like yeah. A, get like an Arab actor. Like, they're going to have even more money to like... You know, the coolest thing that I ever saw from like... And I can say this because it's like... It happened. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't get an Imarati in the Fast and the Furious movie. But when Top Gear came here... Not Top Gear, sorry. Uh, the Grand Tour. The Grand Tour, yeah. Yeah, when Richard Hammond tested the Porsche 918 on Sheikh Zayed Road, there was a local dude with his Nissan Patrol smoked the Porsche and they nice. got it on video and that's what they showed. Nice. A, yeah, a local like, dude. There's a, local a huge obsession with cars with, his, with hey people man, here. Can yeah. I race my Patrol yeah. against your Porsche 918 Spider? Yeah. This hybrid. Smoke that thing. Like 2,000 <laughs> horsepower or something like that. <laughs> that was the best. They couldn't even cast one of their own in, in the Fast and the Furious yeah. movies. So that's the thing. That because of those big movies, like the small movies just come and come that's and go. Shame, really. That's a shame, It's a shame. It's, it's, it's a unfortunately... Shame. Like, if you see now what's playing in cinemas, it's going to be all these, like, Venom is playing and, like, all these other big movies are playing. But, like, a, a, a big, a good movie came out last week. There was an Ethan Hawke movie called First Reformed. It was, like, a, it's where he's playing, like, a, a priest uh, who's, like, kind of done sins before. It's, like, a very dramatic movie. Came one week, gone. Like, yeah, now I can't find it. I'm, like, oh, I want to see this movie in cinemas. <laughs> there was a couple of instances. Ghost Protocol. Yeah. I mean, surely they could have given one of their local talents some kind of time. Right. Yeah, that's uh, like movies come here, they'll shoot in this in this region and go away, but there is no contribution. Yeah. To the region at large, like they're being offered rebates, right? Yeah. So they get they got offered like crazy rebates. Like even a lot of these like Bollywood movies now are like Salman Khan movies and stuff have been shooting. Salman Khan's last three movies have shot in UAE. Yeah. So which is because he gets a lot of crazy rebates from them, and for yeah. for, for for Indians that's a lot of uh, yeah. you know because it's a, it's close close by. Yeah. To come and shoot here. Uh, plus you get a lot of like they're treated like stars over here yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in comparison so but the thing is they, you don't get local talent involved in it if they come with a the crew they'll maybe hire some people from like for like the smallest yeah, like, extras yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know friends who are like in the ba- in, in the movie as like an extra or whatever like just like apparently a, a, a guy who I worked with yesterday on, on my short films he was in the in the movie just he's like I was in a scene background just saying Bharat Bharat I was like okay right? <laughs> good, cool. for you. good for you man <laughs> but all the key crew is from there all the key actors are from, from India so you it comes here it shoots and it goes so it's more of a tourism thing I guess than yeah. it's where like UAC's value is like oh yeah, yeah it's going to show UAE yeah. as a location but it doesn't really expand the film industry in any uh, any any meaningful yeah, I mean, way the only reason they come here is to show this tallest tower yeah exactly it's just like I mean when and it's weird because I've noticed if you've seen uh, the Ghost Protocol movie that came here and Fast and the Furious both of them had like the middle of the movie is Dubai or Abu Dhabi yeah. and then it goes back to wherever it started yeah, from yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's yeah. like everybody's doing something it's like oh for the middle we have to go to let's go to Abu Dhabi and, uh, and you know, it goes back. Uh, by visiting this place they had a lot to show I mean we have yeah. come so far in yeah. technology and all that stuff so they marketed the lichen okay and what does it do Fly from one building to another. Yeah, I was like, I'm like every other company. Chevrolet pays yeah. money. Hey man, you want? We will offer you some money for yeah. your movie, but have our cars featured in your movie. Yeah. 
Ford does the same thing. Lamborghini does the same thing. Uh, this guy is flying from one building to when another. When that scene happened, car- that's when the series became like a cartoon to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, cartoon. And that's when I realized this. It literally, a car goes from one building into the other building. Like nothing. Right from, like, people people <laughs> oh, that watch these... People that watch these scenes happening here in the GCC, in the western part of yeah. the world, they think that... What do they think? Oh, these guys just sit on... Money exactly. Every movie that comes back, it's always like fast cars and like, Luxury, oh, yeah. like and these guys like, have so much oil and all so much stuff, more blah, 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 blah. Yeah. because of the way it's depicted yeah. in the movies. We don't want to see this car flying from one building <laughs> yeah. at the cops. Yeah. They, okay. The local law enforcement do do such a tremendous job. Yeah. At least have them chase down one of the yeah. bad guys, man. It's not like they don't have the cars for I mean, it. Yeah, sure. Look, we respect the law. Yeah. Uh, at least have them do something yeah, in the yeah. movies. This is stupid. Yeah. Just They've got... Uh, uh, what do you see them do? Drive around in these fancy cars in Atlantis. That's yeah. it? No. Yeah. Emirates have, Palace, Atlantis. It's all these like, fancy... Like, it's like that's what UAE is. You can have... The, I was like, okay, they, was, they were driving down the desert, right? In Ghost Protocol. What an awesome shot it would have been for like these bandits getting away yeah. and Dubai police chasing them, them yeah. in these souped up cars. It yeah. would have been fantastic. But no. Yeah. It's like they just listen to what Tom Cruise You know, wants. one of the ideas that a filmmaker named Nail Al-Khaja, she's a female filmmaker in this region, had, which I, I really hope one day happens, it's going to be really cool, is to start this kind of a film fund here. Like so many people are watching movies here, right? Like cinemas are always full. Save a dirham from every ticket sale. Yeah. Put it in a fund. Yeah. At the end of the year, you have like, I would say you probably have like a couple of million dirhams just just as your motion. Sure. Distribute that among like four filmmakers every year and make UAE movies. So it's almost like it's funded by people watching those movies. Like if you're, if the ticket has to be from 35 to 36 dirhams, fine. That's a yeah. buck nobody will care about yeah. paying more. You take that buck and you just put it in a film fund. And that way, and she suggested this back in 2012. And when she did, I was like, that's, that will happen anytime soon. It still hasn't happened. Like, it's such a no-brainer, right? You yeah. would, just like, it's like a VAT phone on your, on your yeah, ticket, yeah. but it's at least going to back Something, into films, yeah. you know? And that way you can make cool movies without having to worry about making the money back. Because yeah. it's not like someone's, it's just your money you've already collected. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I think that's something you can do in like, making good movies here maybe making our own franchises here like you know like uh, film industry only rises when there's feature films and stuff coming out you know there have been good films for coming out over the last couple of years but there's like one every one every year but I don't think that makes a f- makes the film industry I feel like there needs to be like a couple of them some maybe a horror one maybe a thriller maybe a comedy but uh, yeah so that's so I feel like what would, be, what would be a good evolution of that is instead of just movies coming and shooting here like there are shoots happening here and you find out it's an it's a movie from the UAE shooting here. Like that, I, I think would be cool because everybody gets to work on it. You know, it's all local crew, you know, whether it's writers, directors or cameramen or whatever. And everybody gets experience and everybody gets better. The, the big problem in this region is that people don't get experience on working on professional sets. Like actors, right? For example, there's so many talented actors here, but it's much lesser than anywhere in the world. It's not because there's not talented people here. They don't have the opportunity. Like if you're an actor, right? You want to be, you want to work in stuff. What are you going to work on? I, if I want to direct a movie, I can direct, I can write something, I can shoot it. But as an actor, you are dependent on somebody casting you yeah. in something. And by default, there's like six, seven short films that happen a year. And if you're not casting those, you will never develop your skills to a point that you will become a good, a great actor. You know, acting is all about training. 
you know i mean there's some like really talented actors in general but like so that's why we don't have that many that many good actors here but that all comes from the big boys because you're saying and i know that they yeah. come from wherever they come from with let's say india yeah. they come with their actors exactly. they, they don't so at have least, the time or at the, least maybe some of them get a chance to work on the, on on those movies even if it's a small role really, like what i mean not an extra cuz you really don't get any acting extras, nothing, <laughs> you yeah. know if you're just running in the background or something i know lord the loads of stormtroopers dude yeah I mean, exactly so like you can't you don't grow as a as an actor from that even with a yeah. small role even if you did on set for like 3 4 days and you you get to see a couple of lines yeah at least it's going to give you some kind of experience like working being directed by a, 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 a an, an international filmmaker yeah that will develop the industry and develop actors here because i know so many talented people but they don't get a chance to act they all want to act but you know if you don't get chance to act then what what's going to happen and I, it's probably it's probably the same i mean you could say maybe with 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 comedy and stuff uh, in this in this region as well where it's like you know you want more opportunities a lot of venues and you like you as a stand up comedian let's say i mean now it's good that stand up comedy is having a lot of really cool venues and like different nights and stuff that happen but imagine if that wasn't the case you know then you if you don't get to perform in front of an audience you're not going to get to develop material yeah. you know then eventually like yes you have the material but if you're not testing it if you're not improvising it i mean like improving it every minute so it's 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 that's what it is when you need avenues to 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 do stuff and it's same thing like for me i'm making short films on my own for like but i would love to have uh you know and i don't want to own the movie like give give me a budget of uh like even like 100 100000 or whatever dirhams i can make a feature film and that it's not going to be a big movie it's going to be like a low budget horror film and you own the movie you do whatever you want with it but it gives me an experience to kind of work with bigger toys bigger work with bigger actors maybe get some crew from from like more talented crew from outside and mix them with people that i have here but uh, but yeah so it's 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 a journey i feel like when i started off in 2009 there was nothing now there is a lot of filmmakers and we're all pushing for the same thing we are not competing amongst each other that's one good yeah. thing that we have is like a small community and when i do my podcast which is a podcast i do on 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 filmmaking is i just want to talk to them and and i get to meet so many of them first like in person where i which i usually just meet online and this and we all have the same we all want to just see the industry kind of grow because it helps all of us at the end of the day if one all it takes is one big movie from uae like one movie that becomes a hit whether it's a horror movie whether it's a comedy or whatever that becomes a hit and it becomes a, a movie that maybe netflix or somebody acquires something like that for it to change for everything will change suddenly ua will like like suddenly the government or all these people will be like oh shit this is let's push let's put more resources into it it just needs that one big movie and it could be any one of us you know but it'll benefit everybody back you know it'll trickle down and just help everybody back so for fingers sure. crossed that you know hopefully it will be i'm working on a feature film myself now uh it's a script that i've written for the whole year almost since the beginning of jan i've been writing a feature film script and uh, hopefully i get an opportunity to make that and hopefully that becomes one of those movies uh, again i'll have to look for funding to make that because feature film is not something i want to shoot without paying people without like because the commitment that you require is a lot you want 15 20 days yeah man cash changes everything yeah exactly mood, and vibe. you can't you can't tell people to give you 20 days of their time and not pay them you it's physically impossible because most people here are also working full time so if if they are if you are paying people maybe they can find a way to like take an off extended offer whatever to to shoot your movie or you get people who are professionally working in this regard but i want to i want to uh, you know that's why i'm writing a kind of a horror thriller kind of thing which is generally a more marketable genre yeah. so hopefully it can it's it also has more chances of making money back but uh, but yeah let's see it's still a challenging thing cuz i'll have to go out to private investors like just people with money that i know and yeah. be like oh you can like if i'm if the movie's budget is like 100000 i'll be like we'll go to like maybe five people and be like give me 20 20 20 20 each yeah. and you like own the movie or whatever 
So fingers crossed that's something hopefully when that happens next year is the year that I'm trying to get that feature film mm. made and maybe I can give you guys an update on on how yeah, that man. goes when no that when that happens yeah and so your self taught and uh, sort of a, the the high road of just being you know knocking hard work out of the way because you you didn't do a course or you didn't have a network which is of immense value yeah uh being given equipment for trial and error you yeah. had to spend your own money and it couldn't have been easy but honestly i think you're doing great dude it sounds Thank crazy did uh, the journey so what would you advise people who are starting out and feeling a little that it's too much to handle or even which direction to move towards like yeah. what would be your advice to them i think if you are look if you're a student now and you can afford to go to film school sure go for it like it's it's there's nothing wrong with film school the reason i i had a choice when i was when i made my first short film when i was doing a marketing degree i had a choice of dropping out of marketing and going to film school or continuing uh, my path for me the the thing that tipped me towards the favor of finishing my degree is that in today's age you don't necessarily need film school you can learn a lot of things online like it's become if this was 15 years ago 20 years ago that probably wouldn't have been the case you have to go to film school to learn mm. to learn stuff but now i would say if you can if you can afford to if you, because film schools are very expensive in this region they're expensive in any any region if you can afford to great you get a good network of people uh, you'll get good professors hopefully and then they'll you know you can you get a lot of toys to play with but if you don't you have to basically be be somebody first of all watch a lot of movies that's my that's the number one thing like watch a lot of movies understand what you like what you don't like like for me was there was a big case of like okay i like this kind of even if, for me even with horror movies okay i like this kind of horror i don't like this kind of uh, this kind of like i don't like gory you know like super violent movies and stuff like that but i like supernatural or like psychological stuff so watch a lot of movies then understand what you want to do in that industry because not you don't have to be a director necessarily you know maybe you like cinematography maybe you just like to create great visuals and that's a very very important creative job maybe you like the the art of editing you just want to be an editor so when you will uh, watch a lot of movies you'll kind of understand which aspect you feel you're more attracted towards whether it's the imagery whether it's the storytelling or, or, or what it is and and if you want to be a director at the end of the day i think for me what i did was i learned the other disciplines as well so for me i started writing as i told you i started writing w- one other thing that i didn't mention is i started edit i learned editing before i even stepped on set to direct anything because i think that's the number one tip i would give to anybody who wants to to wants to direct something pick up footage m- maybe download like some footage from 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 youtube and stuff and try to edit it into into something because if you learn editing right you you're already like 50% there because when you're on set and if you know how things cut together you will almost be seeing a movie in your head as you're shooting it so that saves you so much time even when shooting so you don't have to shoot every scene from like five different angles and figure out what you're going to do in edit you like in your head you were like okay so this guy's entering the door it's a close up on the door handle the door opens wide shot of the guy entering in medium shot of him opening the fridge so if you have that edit in your head that only happens when you have edited a couple of things you just kind of develop this visual language where you see you close your eyes and you see the movie you're imagining in your head So learn how to edit, learn how to write. You might you don't have to necessarily keep doing these jobs for your movies, but if you know them, yeah. It just helps you as a director. Yeah. For sure. So learn how to how to do those things and just even I told you I just picked up a camera and I went and shot my first film. The months I put into prepping that prepping and just learning behind that, that's if I would have just picked up a camera, they would have I don't think that movie would have been turned out any any good at all. 
you have to put in time learn online how to write a screenplay learn how online how lenses work learn uh, learn online uh, there's so many cool visual like visual essays now for people like breaking down movies and cinematography and lighting just watch them you'll get to understand the thought process that goes behind each shot because when you, and honestly it might ruin the way you see movies like now when i watch yeah. when i watch movies i'm like oh yeah i can see that light is like yeah. they've probably lit it this way cuz i can see this rim light on their on their back yeah. of their head and stuff but that's fine like that's just I think that's pro- a good thing actually. It's it's a good thing you get to kind of see it analytically in, in some way but uh, but but that's that's something only when you explore behind the scenes content on lo- a lot of these just try behind the scenes and type the name of the movie. You'll see so many like the way the the, the crew is being set up to get that one simple shot. You will it's like yeah once you see all of that then you will uh, like it just really helps you when you're on set because directing is such a weird job right like i i was always an introvert when i was a when i was a introvert is perfect if you're a writer because you can just sit in a room and write it but a director you have to kind of be you're a captain of the ship yeah right you are commanding actors your crew your other people like everybody and you're just kind of you need to always be on hand to be answering answering questions so it's it was weird for me in the beginning to to kind of do that but that's why you need to know a little bit of everything just so you can speak their language you know yeah. so you're talking to a sound guy and like now i have a sound guy who works with me but since i did sound for all of my movies earlier on with just a like a shitty microphone on the top of the camera yeah. i can speak his to language. him in his language because yeah. i understand a little bit of it even when it when it comes to editing when somebody else is editing my work i can be like oh yeah i want it like this instead of be like yeah this doesn't feel right yeah, figure it out exactly. you know that yeah, doesn't help yeah. anybody so now i can be like oh you know i feel like this could be trimmed this could be trimmed and it if you learn a little bit of everything I think it's just going to make you a better filmmaker and just now take your phone go and shoot something once you've once you feel like you've learned everything you need to learn about about it and you feel comfortable just go for a weekend cast your friends in something just go shoot something and your phone and literally an iPhone can shoot better video now than like film cameras could like 20 years ago or something yep. just go uh, shoot something you don't have to release it online and show it to the world if it's if it's if you feel it's great great otherwise go shoot something again it doesn't cost you any money nowadays to shoot shoot stuff there's no film rolls there's no uh, you know you don't have to put it in a cinema or something like that just put something no we put it in you exactly so it's uh, so just keep making that's how i learned by doing so i would say just keep making stuff it's going to be really hard if you're working full time i will completely understand it's going to be really hard uh, to be consistent in that output but uh, but yeah like i think try to make up like maybe one or two short films a year whenever you have time think of an idea the rest of the year just be honing that idea even you're driving like what what I do is when I'm sitting in charger traffic or something and I'm driving I'm just thinking of a script like even though I'm not writing it physically I'm just like developing it in my head so maybe that's something you can you can be doing just like kind of passively thinking of your of your of your script but but yeah I think I think we are living in the only era now where doing stuff like this is possible filmmaking doesn't have a big um you know gate gateway anymore where like oh you have oh, this this is hollywood like in the yeah. 80s and stuff you oh if there's, there's hollywood and there's common people like now youtubers are becoming a thing and stuff like that so we have so many avenues just put your stuff on youtube put your stuff on facebook twitch um, amazon this netflix is now out there like there's so many places that if you make a movie you can put it out there like you would never had that before before it was cinemas or nothing so if a cinema says no to your movie your movie is pretty much dead now no netflix is an option they are buying so many cool movies that would probably never get a cinema release so we are living in a time that there is a lot of opportunities for filmmakers and i think it's only going to get better every company is now trying to become get into content yeah, you know amazon is doing it apple apparently is now developing their own tv shows and stuff like that so the opportunities are there is just like you have to push through especially if you're an independent filmmaker and just not not give up and it's i know it's it's easier said than done but like and i came close to like just giving up even on the short film that i was doing now was such a nightmare to shoot but you know you have to kind of see it through 
and uh, and yeah hopefully if you really enjoy what you what, what you're doing is and you know like build a it it helps to build a core group of like close um friends so at least if you're feeling down somebody else can kind of like work with you and put it together like it's such a solo job to be an independent filmmaker but you know if you can have a few trusted people who can like just push you and 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 help you out um but yeah that's that would be my advice just just kind of just uh, learn by doing and it, it's there's no better age to be doing that now than 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 the year, that year we live in all right <laughs> anything you want to tell the listeners about uh Uh, how to how to keep in tune with you or any tags anything like that support uh, basically because arts yeah. community do just like you said your friends help you yeah. out and you're asking for locations yeah there's a barter system but yeah. for people who want to support you because that's what helps immensely in this region it's just yeah. support so here's a little uh, you know you get time without me speaking <laughs> and you can just uh, yeah spill your yeah, heart yeah i mean so i'm pretty much on every social media uh, site that you can find as a uh, if you're talking about my personal profile like if you just go to twitter.com/hashmi instagram.com/hashmifilm you'll find my pages so you can follow uh, kind of what i'm doing on a day to day basis if you want to follow um, the short films that i do If you type Hashmik House Films, H A S H M I C House Films on um, on YouTube, uh, you can even go to hashmikhousefilms.com. You will find all the short films that I've done, specifically the short film, narrative short film stuff. Um, and I, I've put them all on YouTube, so you can just subscribe to the YouTube channel. You'll see, uh, you know, what I'm doing. Over the last couple of years, the channel has really just been well, like I only upload a video when it's a, when I'm putting up a new short film. But what I want to do from the next couple of months onwards is make that make it a more active channel where it's more uh, filmmaking tips and tricks and more BTS. Like for this movie, I had a dedicated behind the scenes person taking lots of videos of the whole time. So I want to take edit that and make like okay, how we did the makeup, how we did stuff. So just so that people can kind of get a better idea of you know of of how to achieve at least the stuff that we did and like on how to improve yourself. Because I feel like I want to. i feel like you might even agree like when you have when you've reached at least a certain point you almost want to send the ladder back down and help other people 100% so i like i wish i had a mentor when i was uh, uh, growing up like i wish i had somebody who was established as a filmmaker or at least like established that i could like sound off advice with or like or ask questions exactly <laughs> ask questions so let's like, just just bounce off ideas and i never had that unfortunately because when i started off it was just just me it was a solo operation for the for, yeah. for a long time so it was just me watching other short films watching other stuff and and uh, and, uh, and and doing stuff like that so now that i'm in a position that at least i've made a, a bunch of uh, other stuff i really i'm into helping other people out so i'm always helping other short films like other student short films who are like sometimes they come up with me like literally people will add me on facebook and they'll send me a synopsis of what their what their movie's idea is like i don't know them at all they'll send me then i'll if i have time i'll just read it and i'll send them feedback of what i yeah. think about it if i can help if they want me to like talk to somebody to help them get something else i'll i'll do that as well so if i in my capacity can do something to help that doesn't obviously take complete time away f- from whatever else i'm doing I'm I'm completely up for that. So this channel is what I'm like okay if I can just put up filmmaking tricks maybe on a broad scale I can be doing that instead of a one-on-one uh thing and yeah if, I mean I think anybody who wants to kind of pursue filmmaking or storytelling and stuff like that like they can subscribe to the channel or they can even like get in touch with me on like I'm always open to giving feedback on scripts and stuff like that because I again I wish I had that but now if I can provide that to somebody if I can like make one short film happen because of something I'm doing that's yeah. awesome you know we really need there's no competition among filmmakers here yet like with this so few of us that I think collectively if there's more of us it's just going to improve the industry you know at large yeah unity in numbers like you need that exactly yeah you yeah. need more films to happen I want more like 
if you think about horror short films, there's almost nobody making horror short films in this region. They are very talented short filmmakers. They're making, uh, you know, dramatic shots. Like if you go to Dubai Film Festival and stuff, you'll find good dramatic shots about social issues and stuff like that. But if you want to see horror shots from this region, you literally can Google it. You'll find maybe like two other than uh, other than mine. So I would love if other people are making horror shots because maybe one of them becomes a thing and it, it helps me back. It helps, you know, it helps grow people. People like, oh yeah, people in UAE are making horror shots yeah. and stuff like that. So I think in generally in the Middle East, there's not much horror uh, content out there. So um, so yeah, I mean, I've, I am always trying to help people, uh, you know, in any way I can. And yeah, if anybody wants to get in touch and talk about, you know, with their ideas, I would, in whatever way I can help, I'm, I'm always I'm always willing to help. That was Faisal Hashmi. And thank you so much. Tune in next time. See you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the show. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app. Follow the Hangout with Rishti on Facebook. Like, comment and share. See you next week.